another edition of the Chair Shot Podcast here, back on Sunday evening, and technically in a roundabout way, back to your full uh, cohort of hosts. I am Barry, back after a few weeks off. I am joined, of course, by Paul. Hello! And we will be joined later, midway through this podcast, by our roving reporter, Joe Towner. Um, he's trying to get an interview with Brian Danielson, so he's not here yet. No, he's trying, he's, he's trying out in the field. Him. He's out in the field there trying to, trying to see who's showing up. Uh, he's, he's just in Chicago airport just with a camera and a microphone. Uh, he's one of them people pick, taking pictures of wrestlers in the queue to check in. Yeah, just with like the most miserable looking wrestlers you've ever seen in your life. Um, that was a great meme for a little while. Around that, WrestleMania time, they do the, all the wrestlers in airports photo yes or photos would come out um, yeah i did uh, i think i talked about this on the t- uh, at the time on this podcast but i did when i arrived at my destination my final airport to arrive in texas for yeah uh, wrestlemania i did see a very tired looking matt Sydal, um, Oh really at the luggage carousel um, uh, where I was waiting for my bag and he was waiting for his bag. Definitely one of those things where I I didn't go up to him obviously, but I was just kind of looking at him. I feel like he knew I and probably there was probably at least another person there because I saw loads of wrestling shirts. He probably knew he kind of had that nervous of where's my fucking bag? Where's my fucking bag? Where's my fucking bag? <laughs> he probably knew he was being looked at by several wrestling fans. Was uh, he in WWE at the time or was he gone already? No, he definitely would have been. Doing Ring of Honor and uh, various other indies, probably did the games. You could stuff, you so. could have accosted him and given out to him for not being so grateful to WWE I, for making yes. him who he is. Yeah, I, I I should have gone up and wagged my finger at him and said that Ring of Honor, they don't care about you. You, no one would even know who you are. Um, <laughs> you betrayed the fans by being fired. But it was um, it was it was funny though because I just kind of looked at him and I was just kind of like. Admittedly, everyone reads social cues differently, but I don't know how a human could look at this man and because he's a perfectly him and any others of his ilk and think, you know what he wants right now? He wants you to come up to him and ask to shake his hand and get a picture with him he, after he's just getting off this very long, painful, cramped flight in this shitty airport. <laughs> but, you could uh, have been like, brother, I love a bit of Zen as well and all that shite. Yeah. Yeah, um, mindfulness and meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, can you sign this? Make it out. Uh, don't write a name on it. Just say wish you well. Yeah, just make it out, out to uh, just say congratulations, bitter on it, if you could. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever seen a famous person in the airport once. Two famous people at the one time. Go on. uh, I actually told Natty this. I'm sure I must have over the years. But uh, I don't remember where I was. I it must have been America. One of the times I was in America, but I or London. I can't remember exactly where I was. But I saw two lads uh, out of My Chemical Romance. Just two, um, just two of them. The singer, the singer, and the lad with the hair. They come out to like here, like, okay. um, who do you have hair like, like Krusty the Clown almost, but like <laughs> fully headed. Um, and yeah, they, they saw them on the plane, and then at the. Uh, baggage carousel, same thing. Um, didn't go up to say hello because I don't like my chemical romance, so I would have nothing to gain from doing that. That is a that is a weird position to be. I've never been in that position, but if you saw a celebrity you don't really give a shit about in public, would you feel obligated to go up and 
uh, uh, so I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like, it's just you know, I've seen people I like and not bothered. So you know, that's the that's the point, isn't it? If, if you if it's someone that you really are into for whatever reason, that's one thing. But when you're like, oh, I don't really like my Chemical Romance. So I like that maybe. Do I even like a song they've ever done? I don't think I, I don't think I do. <laughs> it's not like, you know, I don't like Green Day, but I can listen to Boulevard of Broken Dreams. My Chemical Romance, I don't think I'd, I would listen to any of their songs. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely did not bother them at the airport for like, what would I do then? Have an autograph of some like, oh, yeah. Like, would you keep for? it? Like, yeah, I, I don't know what you would do in that situation. No, the only autograph. Uh, that I got that I didn't really care to get was was Rene Dupree that one time. Yeah. Um, now he was lovely, but like I don't even know where that is anymore. My Rene <laughs> Dupree autograph. Like, what do I do with that? <laughs> I suppose it is. That's uh, quite, that was that OTT, wasn't it? That was. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, at least that's kind of an amusing novelty. Like they booked him, uh, <laughs> consistently booked him way past his prime. But uh, funnily enough, I do have another uh not really travel related but kind of another while on my travels matt seidel related story uh i can't remember which one but at one of the 16 carat tournaments i went to in germany he came out uh for a match again i can't remember who he was against and me and all my friends were trying to figure out we're like what the fuck is that belt he has because he was in impact at the time and they had and this was when global force were in impact yes and it was there was a weird period where it was like rebranding but not really rebranding the streaming network was called the global force network and they got new belts with all the green on them and we were like what is that that fucking the grand championship which at the time was the rounds title or is that the x division title i think it was the grand championship yet i don't because i don't think he was x division champion uh, to this day i still don't know but we just came out and he had it and it's a professional belt so it looks big and shiny but i was like we were like i i know it's impact that's all i know i have no fucking idea what belt this man has because of course no one was watching at that stage this was so far beyond the the impact uh yeah it, it was gfw impact for a brief while wasn't it Yes, yeah, yeah, and they got green ro- green ropes, green graphics, and just very, very odd. Uh, anyway, that's enough. That's enough. Matt Seidel uh, talk for now. Uh, busy, busy, busy week here, wrestling and otherwise for ourselves. I was off last week. The lads held it down with their usual uh, two man show. I was down in a beautiful County Galway, or down up in County Galway, I suppose, um, uh, with my girlfriend's family. Which was quite lovely. I went for the first time in at least a decade. No, not a decade, because I, I I went on holiday to Spain a few years ago where I did it. But in Ireland, I went for a swim in the ocean for the first right. time, and I, I honestly can't remember the last time I did it at home, and it was unbelievably refreshing. I came out of that water with a new lease on life, like I had just been baptized. Um, <laughs> it was honestly so nice, because I haven't swam in water like that again. Since 2017 was when I had my holiday. Prior to that, I legitimately could not guess. It might have been since I was a teenager. Um, and just in terms of the freshness of the water and kicking my legs around, I, I, I came out of it kind of thinking like I probably need to like go to like a hotel and go, go swimming regularly. My legs, I think partly as a due to, to work from home for a year and a half, are constantly so stiff, so sore, creaking and cracking worse than they ever have. And yeah. I came out of the came out of the water that day just feeling uh, uh, new, which was wonderful. Um, so yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And uh, I'm just back from that, and I am preparing myself for my first trip abroad since the old COVID hit. Ah. Uh, I'm going to a wedding in Ingloid, 
next week. Um, I'm not sure on what my status would be for the show. I'll be back on Friday, but in the small hours of Saturday morning, I, I don't know what I, 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 I'll obviously let you guys know. Um, but I, I, I may not be up to it, but, um, initially when we were making plans for this, I was a little bit nervous, but now that it's kind of coming out now, I'm just like, let's go, let's just go. I can't wait to, to, uh, get over there and have the, uh, uh, have the, the airport experience. Um, have the, <laughs> I, 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 it is just Liverpool, so at least it'll only be a half hour. I'm sure the novelty of the plane ride will immediately wear off. It's Ryanair. So I, I mean, I'm assuming I'll just, I'll be, I'll be miserable by the time I get off it. But um, yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward, because again, it's just all these little things that just make things feel a little bit normal Yeah, um, are greatly appreciated. And I think since we last spoke, then we've also had our, uh, they've, they, they've signed and sealed the date for, uh, for Freedom most, Day. Mo- yeah, which they then which they came out and said, "Please don't call it Freedom Day because we don't want to." <laughs> because please don't go mental. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of the, the whole thing. It's the the whole COVID thing is kind of in in Ireland has kind of been a bit like films coming out in the nineties, and that we're a few months behind everyone else. So right. now that we're finally ramping up to the day where all our restrictions are gone, I'm looking at everyone else and going, "You're in." Irish time by around February you're going to have to start telling people to go back inside and put the masks back on and you're going to have the biggest pain in your arse trying to get people to do it yeah. um uh, which I don't anticipate but um but nonetheless yeah so uh it was crazy it seeing, um, the Reading and Leeds festivals yes or festival yeah. over over in England with th- 50,000 people all bunched together and you know uh, during covid you're you're Initial reaction to that is like, oh, do they not know what's happening? They're all bunched together. But like, you know, ultimately we need to get to a place where we can you know, get back to normalcy. So even yeah. if it's like freedom to use, you know, an interminable quote, but freedom and then it gets pulled back a little bit. Freedom pulled back. Like maybe maybe it's going to be two steps forward, one back, two forward, one back until we're yeah. into a base of clear. So like, have a festival. Which, You've earned it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is kind of my thing. Um, so yeah, busy, uh, busy few weeks ahead. Looking forward to that, though. What about yourself? What has the life golf brought you this week? Uh, well, I did have my um, own little COVID freedom story. Not quite a trip abroad, but I um, went up to see Natty yesterday. Natty was up at her cousin's uh, house who had just had their confirmation. Um, a rite of passage in Ireland. A lot of people listen to don't know what yeah. a confirmation is. Um, if you've ever heard of a first communion, it's like that, but less good. Is uh, it? Is it? It's like Catholic bar mitzvah, basically. It's kind, like, yeah, kind it's of. It's kind of like like your last kind of, except for marriage and death. It's yeah. kind of like the last. It's kind of the sacrament you get when you're fourteen, fifteen. That's kind of like Irish parents, especially like to use it big time as, oh, you're a grown up now. You know, you're 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 confirmed and you're 15 and you're getting a load of money for this. So you better behave. Uh, (laughs) It's it's kind of kind of been um, like all things. It's been kind of integrated into the school system. So it's like a thing you do in school. uh, Anyway, that was happening. Also, just on a tangent, we got a newspaper in the post box there yesterday um, from is it called Ireland's Light or something? It's like the the militant Catholic newspaper. Oh, lovely. Okay. And the headline was like, uh, uh, millions die from killer jab. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, the, the, the bishops are liars and the popes are 
fucking Egypt and don't get the vaccine. And the, I, it actually said that co- it, there is no scientific proof that COVID nineteen exists. Mm. Well, uh, but written, has, G, G, did Jesus say it exists? You do know, you want to guess? Do, so. do you want to guess who wrote that story, Barry? No. John Waters. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of a funny answer, but I couldn't have picked anything better than that. So, well, I, I, I mentioned this because it was funny because my brother was out last night. Uh, having a you know, drink or two, so I came back. I came down this morning to find that newspaper torn in two on the table in the hall. Lovely, lovely. So that was quite funny. Anyway, confirmation. I I I went up uh, Saturday morning for. I didn't actually go to the confirmation, but I went to the little party the following day. And on the way, I stopped into, as you do, uh, a Burger King. Mm. And I saw, you can eat in here if you have your little uh, passport gimmick. Okay. I said, oh, hang on a second. I, I walked up to the counter and said, because I was totally prepared to like order, take out, and sit on the curb and eat it. I said, you said, doing uh, eat-ins, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, all right, let me get my phone out. Da, da, da. Here you go. And for the first time, again, in... A month and a half, I sat in a Burger King and ate it, and it was lovely. Lovely. What, a, t- a tear rolled down your cheek? Yeah. Right into my drink, which made it a little bit more salty than it was. <laughs> but, um... mm, this is salty uh, Coke. <laughs> I noticed you, by the way, you are drinking a, a, is that a new Coke Zero? It is a new Coke Zero, yeah. What do you, what do you make of it? It just tastes like the old one. Fair enough. That's fair enough. I, least, I, it, it, it doesn't appear to be some kind of gimmicky shit taste like the new Coke thing of the 80s. No, but I mean, Coke Zero isn't particularly nice anyway. No, it's not. But the um, thing is, uh, when maybe, like two years maybe now, I only drink the zero sugar drinks, which, you know, they all have aspartame, so they're not perfect by any means. But I did have a Pepsi the other day. Mm. Not, not a Max, a Pepsi. A Pepsi Pepsi, yeah. They just taste like weird now. I I can't go, get used yeah. to going back to um, excuse me to the the sugar drinks for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, I know. What you but also, I think Pepsi. It, it, I don't know. I have a Pepsi every now and then, just when I want to mix it up from the gallons of Coke I drink. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. There's something. There's something slightly not bad. It's just something different about it. I, I I'm not quite certain what it is. Yeah. Um, now, to be fair, I do have a 1.5 bottle of classic Coke. For the pape tonight, the real deal. Oh yes, oh I've, I got quite the haul for the pay per view. Me too, but we'll talk about that later on. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, what else happened? So I got, the, I got that. That was cool. Uh, Natty on the same day really hurt her elbow though. Oh no, she's got it wrapped in a little bandage. Um, yeah, because she's taken up skating, not like skateboarding, but uh, I was about that. Would be my first question, to be honest. Cowabunga, dude! Like Ninja Turtle style, um, roller skating with the four the four little wheels under your shoe. That, those gimmicks, and she had a fall and twisted her elbow all the wrong way. Um, so she's uh, she's out of action for the time being, mm. which means that she's taking a week off work, the same week that I'm off work, which is this coming week, <laughs> the week of my birthday. Um, so I might wrangle her into a few of the little streamies I do and maybe play some games with her on stream. Little tag team action. Uh, I don't know if she wants to play No Mercy with me or something like that, but I'm sure we could find something, Stardew Valley or something more up her alley. Um, uh, what about... Um, have you played uh, Brothers? 
No, that's wait, that's one player. That's two sticks on the one controller. Never mind. No. Uh, never mind. <laughs> we, the only games we've ever played together uh, in a multiplayer sense have been like Portal Two. We beat together, okay. and then Overcooked. We played for a little while, and we didn't go back to. But I'm sure we'll find something. Um, we'll talk more about streaming later on in the podcast because I got Over- some news on that. Yeah, Overcooked is fun, but like, like that, I. Uh... I it's, not, like, it's, it's really fun. You, have, you play it for like an hour or two. You yeah. maybe pick it up a second day, and then that's kind of it. I've never because it's quite long. They have all these expansions and DLCs. I'm like, I got my fill. It's perfectly cute. I got nothing against it, but I'm just kind of like the desire yeah. to actually play it for more than two hours is just not there for me at all. Exactly. Um, and of course, it is my birthday week, so yeah, I'm, I'm in my last couple of uh, days now as a as a 39 year old before the big 4-0. Um. Not really. I'm not really forty, lads. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Hang on. What age am I actually gonna be? What age am I? Well, this is why I didn't c- correct you on forty. I'm gonna be thirty-three. Okay. Yeah, I knew that was wrong, but I didn't want to say it because I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't want to step all over your. I didn't know was he doing an elaborate bit or was I just way off in guessing your age? <laughs> thirty-three. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is. Whether it's because eighty-eight, like eight, is just a difficult number to calculate with or whatever yeah. but especially when it's like as it gets later on to like you know 20 26 27 28 i'll be able to figure it out more quickly but like whatever way the years have aligned i i have real trouble figuring out my own age yeah but yeah we're gonna go see tickets are booked we're gonna go see um <laughs> shang g and the rings i don't remember what it's called the, the new legend Marvel, of legend of the ten rings is it Something like that. Tickets are booked for that. That's going to be on Thursday, on the day, on literally the day of my birth. We're going to go to what, the cinema. What, what better way to celebrate yeah. it? And, and but really, the main event is we're going to have a Five Guys burgers and fries before the movie. Oh, baby. So it's oh, all going to be good. I did have my first Five Guys in quite a while there when I went up to WWE. Ooh, but still, still good, still good, folks. Still good. Absolutely. Um, now here's a question for you, Barry. I heard oh, tell. That they don't give you a big bag of chips anymore. They give it to you like a separate little cup. Can you confirm or deny that that is the case? Uh, I well, no. I like when we uh, when we were up there, it was takeaway only. There was still no indoor dining. Ah. Um, no, but Ooh. it was uh, so. Unless it's changed since then, I don't know. But when we got it a couple of weeks ago, it was the exact experience you want. The cup, yes, it's in a cup, but there's overflow in the bag. Yeah, um, yeah, there is, there is, st- there is still in in both mine and Brona's experience, there was still more chips than you could realistically finish, even <laughs> in a, even sure. in a regular portion, and they were still um, finished. Now the funny thing is, there's new rules coming in for cinemas from tomorrow. Uh, as the yeah, as the um, allowance for people will rise oh, to sixty percent. Yes, yeah, but what okay. that means is you have to give your phone number, your details, and have your little gimmick with you as you go in. So. For when I booked the tickets, I booked tickets for five people because there's going to be five of us going to see the movie. And I had to give everyone's name and everyone's phone number when I was booking online. Everyone? Okay, not just one for the party. Yeah, for like contact. Oh, that's a pain. That's trace a pain. and da da da. Yeah. And I believe we're going to need our, our little <laughs> passports. Yes. I'm going to kill that dog. Anyway. No, don't do that. Hopefully, no, I won't. He's a good dog. Um, but I will kill him. Um, what else? Yeah, it's my birthday, so that's going to happen. Uh, I already have my present, as you know. The old uh, Xbox. Now, it's funny because I, it was raised to me. Right? I, I, I had said previously uh, that I wasn't really going to play the Xbox much until 
you know, my birthday. So it would feel like a real birthday present. And then, you know, because I think I got, I think I got the Xbox on, I want to say August 11th. So it's not quite even a month I've had it. But, you know, a little dip your toe in, download the games you're going to play. Oh, you know, I'll play a little bit of Halo here and there. Yeah. And I was just talking to to, to my friend Sean the other day um, about, yeah, I've been playing Halo. Duh, 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 duh. And he's like, didn't you say you weren't going to really play the Xbox until your birthday and you've already beaten like four games on it? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. Wait, listen, you're in your thirties. A birthday is like, like you know, it's not like it's not like your tenth birthday where you're unwrapping a Spider-Man toy on the day, blowing candles out of your cake. You didn't like, get yeah, a, a Spider-Man toy, sweetie? Did you? No, okay. I would take a oh, Spider-Man toy. To I, 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 I just pulled that reference out of there, but I just remember I actually did get a Spider-Man toy for my birthday. <laughs> I got a little, I got a little Daredevil from the '90s cartoon. He's great. Yeah, I have oh yeah, I remember my, you did get that. That's true. I have him on my DVD stand as we as we speak. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're, yeah, you've been, you've been bet into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, next week I can talk about the, the movie experience. I'm a little bit anxious about that 60%, uh, fill in the cinemas now. Cause I was, I, the brief times I've been to the cinema since the pandemic started, it was nice that there was like nobody there. Whereas, you know, the, the number of people there is going to be going up and also it's going to be the, the movie that most people are going to go see. So I'm expecting some yeah. tree. So I'll be saying, lads, shut the fuck up. It's my birthday. <laughs> That'd be my little ex- uh, you know, excuse for getting people, giving out to people. My uh, my cinema experience last night was quite good, but it was a, a less big, it was a less big uh, film. It was one of the two showings uh, of that film. And there was about 17 Shang-Chi showings uh, uh, going on. Yeah. So I think that, I think that's why I had a pleasant night at the cinema for a change last night. I heard now as well, since the, the uh, allowance is going up that like the, the, the demand has re is really going up exponentially. Mm. Um, as you know, as in the news that cinemas, da, 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 more people are going to be like, all right, let's go to the cinema. So when I went to book the tickets for uh, Shang-Chi on Thursday, today's showings were all sold out up to wow. 9.30 in the evening. Every showing was sold out. Wow. So apparently, maybe it's just the cinema that we go to because it's, it's, um, it's really the only cinema this side of the city center in Dublin. Um... But uh, yeah, people that I've heard from have kind of said that that's the case. That's it's very hard day off to get a ticket for a film. I I, I would believe that because last night when we were getting our snacks, someone someone in the queue directly next to us was trying to buy tickets to something, and it was also sold out. It must have been it must have been Shang Chi because the lady goes, "We've just free just seats left for Suicide Squad if you want to go see it," and they were happy to go see that. So it was like you know. Okay. Um, yeah, it must be. Yeah, look, I suppose people are, are are getting back in that mindset of going out and doing things um, and all that. Um, yeah, so uh, you'll report back next week with the uh, uh, Shang Chi, or I believe it's pronounced Shung Chi. I believe is how it's pronounced. Shung Chi. Uh, neither of us have seen the film, so we can't verify. Um, I it's 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 crazy. I'm going in maybe one of my like first ever Marvel film experiences. No, knowing nothing about it, yes. I don't know what it's about. I don't know really who's in it. Um, I don't know anything about the character, so no. it's it's like a completely blind experience. I say that I know what it's going to be. It's going to be oh, well, that happened <laughs> and action CGI. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I I know. I literally never even heard of the character until it was announced, and I haven't 
gone out of my way to uh, like I, I watched the trailers as it's popped up once or twice in the last six months um before um before something else I'm watching. It looks it looks all right. Um but like, hey, I won't say I won't say too much because you know you, no. you you're going in very, very cold. The yeah. story beats look a bit over familiar, but you look at Marvel, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um <laughs> on the subject of trailers, yeah. So I went to the cinema last night. Fucking hell! I, I not not no single object has been advertised to me more, including Coca Cola, McDonald's, or visiting Disney World than this fucking James Bond movie. I've been watching trailers for this new James Bond movie for half of my life at this stage. Oh my god! Just put the thing out. Just and it's delayed. Out. It's delayed again. So like, yeah, it'll like never the, the, be released. The the trailer I saw last night said September thirtieth on it. I don't even know if that's accurate anymore. I I, I, think I, I don't think it is. I think it's there's a late October again. end of October. I think it is now. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh god. Um, I still haven't seen. I, I guess at this stage it'll have to be home release. I still have. They still haven't put Green Knight out over here. Um, no, they haven't. Which is very frustrating. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I suppose to, just to mix things up here, while we're chatting movies, uh, we will. Uh, Let's, uh, let's have a chit-chat about some movies. Okay. Uh, we'll do the old movie guff here just on that subject. Just quickly, I think this is a, a first for the podcast, which is that the same movie gets reviewed in three consecutive weeks by each of us. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's ever happened before, because you saw The Kid Detective. Yes. A few weeks, two, two weeks, three weeks ago. I Joe. Saw kid, I saw The Kid Detective months ago. <laughs> oh, months ago. Okay, I'm wrong then. But I, I thought we talked about it for some reason. But then Joe saw it last week, and then I saw it this week. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, we've all seen it now, which is good. We've but, all seen uh, it. Well, tell, tell me about it. Yeah. Give us, give us, give us week three. Uh, I yeah, I thought I, I loved that. I, I thought it was bloody good. Uh, it reminded me a lot of a film that I I really talked up here uh, a couple of months ago called Brick, Ryan Johnson's Brick. Mm. Reminded me a lot of that. It was almost like a mix between that and something like The Nice Guys, uh, Shane Black's Nice Guys with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. That's kind of tone to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought the, the central mystery was very intriguing, and I was kind of following it along, trying to pick up the clues, which is, uh, you know, the hallmark of a, a good mystery story. The performances were all good, and they looked great for a, a debut director um and it was very funny and of course there's kind of a, a tonal shift towards yeah. the 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 end which i thought worked um i think it worked especially well given how kind of comedic the rest of the film is because the film's never like it's it's funny but it's never a comedy per it's se it's not a or, comedy yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's never existing in in a world outside of reality like a lot of comedies exist in a world where everyone's a wacky you know idiot yeah. This, this feels like it's very funny, but at the same time, it's very grounded and very uh, real. But that kind of makes some some of the relevations. That's not a word. Revelations um, towards the end. Excuse me. Um, it really worked for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I went a nine on the letterbox. Thought I was like very, very impressed. I thought you would really like it. Yeah. It's, I think yeah, it struck me as, 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 as a you movie for sure. Um, and, but I would say if anyone has checked it out based on kind of the word of mouth around it, whether it's through us or the red letter media video they did for it. Um, and if people, if people have seen it and people have enjoyed it, I would recommend to check out brick. If, if you're in any way able to, um, unfortunately I know it's, it's like such a small release 
or such a small like film that it's not on as far as I know Netflix Prime or any of the streaming services. But um, if it should appear on any of those, or if it comes on like movie or something, um, I would definitely check it out. I think I think Brick is a is almost a better version of what Kid Detective is because it's it has that same feel of like the murder mystery investigation that permeates kind of the high school scene which kid detective has right but it does that to like the extreme uh in that the detective is is also in the high school he's like a a high school kid and of course the gimmick to it which i i absolutely love is that they they all talk like they're in a 1940s noir (laughs) yeah um which might turn off some but like i i think anyone who enjoyed kid detective is most likely going to enjoy brick um yeah so I would, I would recommend both of those films, but I think I think uh, Kid Detective is maybe the more accessible of the two. Brick's a bit weirder, but I think Brick has a uh, uh, slightly better m- murder mystery to it. I don't know why I was stammering there, but um, also uh, has has a is a bit weirder, which I also appreciate. But Kid Detective was absolutely great. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, yeah, out there on your all your all your popular platforms. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. I uh, I've been watching a lot of the old Spider Man movies the last few weeks. Uh, rewatched Spider Man Two. May shock you to learn, still great. <laughs> I I cannot believe the. I suppose I can believe uh, the degree to which like the action in those movies has not been matched at all in any superhero movie ever. Right. Um, I struggle definitely not in an MCU movie, obviously. Although I've heard great things about Shang Chi's uh, action, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but I, when I try to think of any other, no, there's nothing. Nothing comes to mind in terms of just pure, like scintillating, well choreographed, beautifully stylized kind of uh, action. Uh, the train, the, the whole uh, uh, clock tower into the train sequence, uh, incredible. Just incredible, yeah. and and a really wonderful mix of practical and, and CGI effects throughout. Yeah, I guess even like what I would consider the best superhero films, uh, I guess they don't really have notable set pieces like Spider Man does. Whether like the Nolan Batman films or Logan or, I mean the even, Nolan ones, they're arguably the the weak point, weren't they? Yeah, and even like the the best of the X Men films, like Days of Future Past or or anything like that, none of those kind of match up with what they did in Spider Man Two. Yeah. Um, Guardians, not at all. The bigger, I mean, I, I, the bigger Avenger movies, I always thought were massively disappointing in that sense. Uh, Endgame had sheer scale, but not much. You know, <laughs> um, not not too much else. Um, but yeah, still tremendous. I, you know, I kind of go back and forth, but generally speaking, I, 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 I'm kind of in. I think the minority. I think one is better. I think it's it's. Uh, I I think it's just Alfred Molina is very good. I I just think Willem Dafoe is like the best. Yeah, his his portrayal of Green Goblin, the best comic book villain, um, well, but up there with like Ledger's Joker and stuff like that. Like he's really tremendous. Malin is very good. It's not to knock him, just not, not on that level. And I think Franco is good as the the slightly cooler but still dorky best friend of Peter Parker. I think in the second and third movies they lean way more on him as a serious actor. I think it doesn't work at all. I think the stuff where he's trying to be uh, Billy Big Bollocks in the first act of the film, being the new head of Oscorp, doesn't work. When he's trying to be the vengeful guy who's all oh, gets get you, Spider-Man, doesn't work at all. Uh, that drags two down for me and three, which has a lot of other problems. 
Um, that drags two down for me. But it's, I mean, it's a dead heat. Two is also watching it back, and especially compared to three, which I'll talk about in a second. Two is like the best paced superhero film ever. It is immediately engaging. It starts off with all the, the pizza delivery stuff, which is so fucking great. It's just go, 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 go without feeling crammed or rushed, introducing stuff at a decent clip. You're never bored. You're never bored. He's, you know, it, it, it feels like you're right there with the go, go, go nature of his life. It has the amazing sequence where he gives up being Spider-Man. It's just, oh, it's all great. It's all fantastic. Um, then I watched three, which I kind of thought as someone who on a, on a kind of, philosophical level greatly appreciates the uh uh the raimi approach to making movies versus the the uh after the uh the mcu movies and the way you know big films are made now i kind of thought okay going back and watching it now you know am i going to absolutely love this film and actually have a great appreciation uh, uh for it but in reality i think almost all of the criticisms from 2007 are still perfectly valid and stand yeah. in in 2021 it's really bloated and it's like i said it's contrasted to 2 which is masterfully paced i would actually if you haven't watched spider-man 2 in a while i would so tell people go back and watch it and just look at how fast it moves but it's letting everything sink in it is perfect especially in an age where every movie is a half hour too long now spider-man 2 is perfect spider-man 3 things are popping off left right and center like i forget that like the symbiote suit arrives in the second scene of the movie and then you do not see it for an hour you don't even really get a reference to it for an hour right i forgot that they give harry osborne plot amnesia for like 70 minutes in that movie they straight away have him fighting peter in like the third scene of the movie then he then he's just his friend again because he bonks his head until they randomly like snap their fingers and say, okay it's time for your story to start moving again so you get your memory back it's terrible 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 and like that he's yeah, again leaning heavier on heavier on franco leaning heavier on durst who is you know uh, Durst, Carson Dunst. Sorry, is what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> rolling, rolling, just play, just blasting, rolling while you're, uh, 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 you know, wearing the black suit. And then there's all the stuff with, you know, we, I mean, we, I could do a whole post mortem on it, but the, the, the Venom stuff is all terribly underdeveloped. And, and uh, Topher Grace is like an actor I actually really, really like. He's kind of had a bit of a emergence in the last few years. Um, it seems like the primary reason he was cast here is like let's find someone who looks like he could be toby Maguire's evil brother not he's okay. not he's not cast in the name of being like really scintillating in this role uh yeah so i came away i basically the exact same way i felt 15 years ago after watching spider-man 3 which is a bit of a bummer um, yeah, i remember um i went on holidays in it must have been i guess 2008 but i um illegally downloaded three films to bring with me on my little ipod classic imagine watching movies on that david lynch would have fucking be rolling his grave at me <laughs> you may think you've experienced the movie you have not fucking bullshit but the three movies i brought with me were spider-man 3 pirates okay. of the caribbean 3 oh and shrek the third what oh they all my God. sucked you must have been so bored <laughs> i know i know anyway uh yeah so that's that's the spider-man re- the only one left on the table is Amazing Spider-Man 2. I really don't feel like watching it. Enjoy. You have to watch I, it. I've rewatched them all at this stage, so I can, get it, I, I can get them all fresh in my head before that new one comes out. 
I remember, I remember in, I think I talked about this a few weeks ago when I rewatched the first one. I remember seeing the first one in the cinema and going, that was okay, was you know, right, yeah. it was all right. In high, I watched it back, it doesn't look up, it's bad. Um, I remember even coming out of the second one going, what the fuck? <laughs> that was so bad. Um, so yeah, I guess I, I'll, I'll have to get to that in the next few weeks. I I, have you watched Spider-Verse again or are you going to? Uh, I haven't, but I have watched that movie so many times at this stage. I'll probably, st- you know, it's it's. A, I mean, it's a great comfort movie. I could definitely see sticking it on. It's like yeah. I saw it twice in the cinemas. I got the Blu-ray when it came out. Watched it when I got the Blu-ray. The day they, the week they added it to Netflix, I watched it when they added it to Netflix. You know, I've watched that movie a bunch. Um, but yeah, I could see, I could see sticking it on again. Um, now you watch Amazing Spider-Man two. <laughs> no why must i watch that one but yeah no i will I, I, for my own completion sake i will and with that spider-man review it's time to welcome back to the podcast mr joe towner the cults of personality i'm back i'm back i know you missed me the first 45 minutes but um <laughs> it's it's you know i'm here to save the show don't worry um Yes, I'm back. I was just uh, unfortunately late for the show today. Um, I was just at uh, Wembley Stadium in London watching the England versus Andorra game, uh, World Cup qualifier. Um, so Michelle and I attended the game. Uh, very fun. We won 4-0. Uh, a little bit boring in the second half because Andorra are a very small team and they don't play football. They just sort of sit there and defend. So a lot of just like knocking the ball around, ball around, ball around. Uh, then Gareth brought on, uh, did a triple substitution, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, Mason Mount, all the lads, all the lads, the big boys, the main eventers uh, all came on and it livened up a bit. So yeah, good good win in the end. Uh, so fun fun time had by all. I mean, um, don't uh, be too dismissive of your team's uh, quality, Joe, because Ireland, we had a banging match in which we scored an 87th minute equalizer to draw one all with Azerbaijan the other day. Yeah, I did see in that. a World Cup qualifier. So I was I was following the Ireland scores. Very very <laughs> disappointing. I go, you're, you're better than that, Ireland. We nearly beat Portugal the other day. And somehow lost that one as well. I saw that score. I was like, oh, one 0 Ireland. That's pretty good. Well done, go on, lads. Yeah. And then I checked five minutes later, and yeah, two. Yeah, good good game today. I haven't been to Wembley for for a while. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Sixty-seven thousand crowd. I think that's a legit number, not a, a WWE number. So pretty, pretty good, pretty good turnout. Yeah. Biggest, biggest pop of the night would have been for Bukayo Saka. Um, oh really? Both, nice. both when the team sheet was read out and when he scored. Yeah, he's he's definitely <laughs> he is over. He is definitely over uh, with this crowd. Uh, so yeah, good, good fun. Very good fun. Um, probably go again. A couple of months, but yeah. I'm back. I'm back for the Chair Shop podcast, lads. Wouldn't miss this, obviously. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so back, back. What are we talking about? What's going right, on? Barry, feel free to continue your movie goof. Alrighty, I uh, I watched two more movies uh, two nights ago in preparation for my cinema trip. Fired up the old Netflix and I watched a little film called Candy Man from a wonderful year, 1992. Great Royal Rumble, um, uh, which is what the movie is about. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I had never seen the original Candyman before. It was really tremendous, way more than I was. Uh, I enjoyed it way more than I was expecting to. I didn't really know what to make. I didn't know too much about it other than it's you know a bit of a cult favorite, very well regarded, a little bit divisive. Not everyone loves it, you know. Blah 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 blah. 
but I watched it. I thought it was really, really tremendous, really uh, visceral movie, I think, that just really gets into your guts, uh, uh, really unsettling, really kind of uh, affecting and powerful. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of, it wears its kind of themes on its sleeve, but it's kind of very interesting in how it communicates about them. It's got like, it's got like, like two, like two or three, like legitimately intriguing red herrings. Like you kind of, the, the film starts off as kind of one thing and it's kind of going at one pace and then it kind of turns and then it kind of turns back on itself again. And then it becomes something completely different. And then the way, and then the ending, um, uh, really really uh, uh stuck with me so I, I was blown away i was literally just sticking it on to kind of have a little bit of background before i went to see the new one um i loved it i absolutely loved it it was one it was one i'll definitely be thinking uh that'll have to be added to the old blu-ray collection i would imagine that'll be a keeper um to watch going forth so big thumbs up for that that is on netflix if anyone is curious and then i went and saw the new one which is uh, directed by uh, Nia DaCosta and produced by Jordan Peele. And it is also very, very good. I didn't think it was as good as the original. I think it does kind of exactly what you'd want out of one of these kind of quote-unquote soft reboot things. It is a sequel, technically. It is a, uh, uh, a direct sequel to the original, but they... They more or less explain everything that happens in the original. It's one of the it's standalone with little bits of information fed in to kind of make you aware of what the context is. Um, and it, it does exactly what you want a movie like that to do, which is that it stands on its own. You can watch it without knowing anything about it. Uh, it's it's a continuation and it's its own unique thing, but it does right by the heart and the ideas of the original film without just repeating them verbatim. Uh, back on you know it's not it's not a straight one-to-one remake which i have no real interest in seeing um i said the original was kind of visceral uh i don't know if it's really possible for a big studio film produced by jordan peele and released by universal to be visceral in 2021 i just don't think that happens so this one's a little bit glossier a little bit more of a hollywood feeling movie just by virtue of this is just that's just how films are made these days. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It doesn't. Um, it w- w- didn't really cut to my core the same way the original did, but it's still very creepy. It is legitimately scary. It's legitimately very interesting. The writing is good. Um, again, difference between movies today and movies thirty years ago. There's a lot of just kind of saying what the themes are out loud. Um, there's exposition and then there's fucking exposition. You know, it is one of those movies. Uh, unfortunately, which is a bit of a pain, but um, yeah, no, really liked it. Uh, 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 really solid follow-up, um, uh, and the best one of those I can think of in a while, where it's kind of picking up the mantle of a franchise from thirty years ago and mm-hmm. trying to re-energize it in a way that's not just retreading the ground of the original, which I, I really liked. So yeah, two thumbs up for both of those films. Check out the original, go see the new one. Um, horror fans will will enjoy for sure. Great cast as well in the new one, especially. Um. Yeah, I have seen the, the uh, I've seen the original one and it's uh, it's very good. It's one of those movies that are kind of like The Shining that I just find too scary to watch. Like, I just I'm like oh supernatural. Oh, it's real. It could be real. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually that's actually a great. Yeah, I never. Yeah, The Shining is a really interesting comparison. It's kind of a yeah a bit more like inner city kind yeah. of uh, yeah. um, Shining. Also, one one. Again, I really like the new one. I'm not trying to beat it up or anything. One one contrast between uh, the original and the new one. Tons of CG in the new one, obviously. Uh, more or less every 
bee-related scene was uh, CGI bees. Uh, the main character had a really tremendous uh, physical prop uh, disfigurement on his hand after a bee sting, which I'll give him credit for that. But all CGI bees. Mm-hmm. In the original, real bees used with a bee trimmer, bees going into mouths, bees yeah. all over faces. Real shoot bees, bees, actors uh, shoot bees. Actors getting stung to shit, having to wear mouth guards because there's bees pouring out of their mouths. That's filmmaking, brother. That's how you make a movie. <laughs> Martin Scorsese would never use a CGI bee. Get out of here. He'd use an animatronic bee. Yeah, at, at best, at best. If you can get a real one, yeah. But uh, yeah, thumbs up for both of those. And that's my movies. All right, Joe, tell uh, us about yours. Just, just the one movie on a very different tone from Candyman. So we watched a 2005 film, Music and Lyrics, starring Hugh Grant and uh, Drew Barrymore. That's a Candyman uh, spin-off, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Candyman. Yeah, it's um, a very kind of frothy, fun, silly uh, rom-com. I did quite enjoy it because Hugh Grant's always pretty funny in these roles. He's just a very, very good comic actor, I think. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore always has a kind of authentic, quite earnest sort of quality, I think, in, in a lot of her movies she always brings. So really the, the strengths of the two leads and their 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 ability to kind of draw you in, I think is what made it made it worth watching. Other than that, it's fairly sort of predictable and a bit frothy, but yeah, quite quite fun. So uh, Hugh Grant plays a kind of um <clears throat> basically plays like Andrew Ridgely from Wham. So he's the he was in a, an eighties pop group that was incredibly successful, but then he went on to be the one that wasn't successful whereas the george michael you know in the movie was was a big big star afterwards with a big solo career uh and so then he he gets a chance to kind of revive his career but he needs someone to help him write the lyrics to a song just so happens his housekeeper drew barrymore is bloody great at writing lyrics so <laughs> together <laughs> music and lyrics and um yeah they get together write the song and yeah it's it's fun it's a fun movie not much more to say about it, but yeah, I did, did enjoy it. I think that's all we watched this week. Other than yesterday, we were watching um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which uh, I was never like a massive fan of the Indiana Jones, but I liked them. Obviously, watch them at Christmas or Easter mm. or whatever. But watching that a few times now, it's just such a fun movie. Like, Sean Connery is so bloody good. Junior! The ke- yeah, the chemistry with Harrison Ford is fan- absolutely fantastic, and uh, and just the way it's shot as well, like some of the lighting, the the set pieces, it's just like brilliant movie making. It's like yeah. it's it's one of those classic kind of eighties movies that's just got such a craft to it, but it's also big like popcorn movie, but with a lot of craft. And you're like, yes, this is, this is what movies should be. Jurassic Park, you know, things like that. Um, so yeah, some some good movies uh, this week. As far as Indiana Jones goes, I haven't watched them in a very long time, and I've I've had this like take, I guess, that like Temple of Doom is my favorite one, Last Crusade I'm not super hot on, oh. like Raiders of the Lost Ark, of course. Actually, don't mind Crystal Skull, mm. but I think it's it, it's a little bit like X Men, where I had a very specific opinion of the X Men movies when they first came out, and it was only when I went back to revisit them ten years later that I actually found out. That I did quite, like. I didn't like the X Men movies originally, and then I kind of came around to it. Mm. I wonder if I was to watch them today, whether I'd like Temple of Doom slightly less, have more of an appreciation for Last Crusade, not like Crystal School, you know? Yeah. So that might be something I have to do over the next little while. Um, you missed it, Joe, as well. I, I just talked about Kid Detective a little while ago. Tremendous, tremendous. Mm, yeah, I saw your your rating. So. Oh. 
all that stuff. I thought you'd like it. It's, yeah. So it's a chair shot style style movie for me. Yeah, that might be one for a uh, commentary one day. Mm. Now that we've all seen it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you want to talk about Donda, Barry? Sure, I don't have a whole lot to say about it, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I listened to half of it. Thought it was, how many how many tracks did you get through of the I 27? I have no idea. I, you know what? It must have been less than half because it was about 10 or 11, I think. Okay. Um, I liked it pretty well, to be perfectly honest. Um, had to break it up in chunks. Like uh, I was about to say like Zack Snyder's Justice League, but I watched that in one go. Um, I had to break it up in chunks and then just never got back to it. I just, I don't know. I, it's just, it just, uh, it didn't grab me, even though I think they were mostly pretty good. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, it's just, I, I, I don't have the attention span for a 27 track album these days or any, I don't think I ever did in my life, to be honest. <laughs> have you checked out Donda at all, Joe? Nah, not, not bothered with that. If I'm honest. Kanye West, kind of the new Kanye album. Gave, yeah, gave I, up on him a few albums ago, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that his last truly good album was maybe four albums ago at this stage. Um, I personally quite liked. Uh, is it Jesus is Lord? Is that the name of it? You what? I feel like I that's not brand <laughs> new information to me. But I, I no, I was, I was actually just about to say to to Joe when he said he gave up on him a few albums. I was like, well, to be fair. Even though I didn't listen to this yet, it's easily better than Yay and and uh, or Ye and or Jesus however. Lord. And it's yeah. Jesus is King, I think it is. Jesus ah, is King. Two terrible albums. Oh my god. Well, so here's the thing: is is like I I I think I've said this. I think I said this on stream in the week. That it's like to me, I have I have a very different um, way of listening to rap than a lot of people do. Like I don't put anywhere near as much importance into the lyrical content. Mm. If I can kind of. Um, get along with the beat and the cadence of the rapping, whatever it's about, you know, I can get into it. So, you know, uh, far be it for me to be into, you know, very religious music. That's just really not my alley. But for whatever reason, the the, the gospel kind of sound to it, and uh, that kind of worked for me. Um, I didn't like Yay at all. And as no, far as yeah. Donda goes, as far as Donda goes, like I, one thing that I think is interesting about it, and it's nothing to do with the music or the production of it, is that it's 27 tracks long and it's an hour 48, I believe it is. So it has an exact, like the average song length is exactly four minutes. So make with that information what you will, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I found it musically quite uninteresting. Um, I thought Jay-Z's verse, uh, he appears on one of the early tracks, if not the first track, uh, was rubbish, I thought. Um, just really lazy and kind of yeah. there's no energy to it like that's what I miss about Kanye's earlier albums it's a bit like Arctic Monkeys I guess in a sense this might be the only review of the Kanye that West references album that, that references Arctic Monkeys but like I didn't like Arctic Monkeys last album at all I didn't really like the last Shadow Puppet second album either because like Arctic Monkeys at their best have that like swagger that Kanye West's music also has at its best when you think like Black Skinhead and tracks like mm-hmm. that just have a, a swagger and a kind of an aggressiveness to them that is completely missing from the new music. It's all very, it's not, not lazy in terms of like, I don't believe he's not trying. I believe he is, but the songs have a lazy, uh, like cadence to them. And it's hard to get, like even the, the, the melodies are all kind of 
bland. I don't remember which track it was. I don't even know if you would have even got to it, Barry. There's one track that the outro is just just like repeating piano. And it feels like something that like you would have in the demo version of a song. Like where you're like, all right, here's here's the melody we're using. And then you build that up into a a, a full musical piece. And it's just that's on the final album. So I don't know. I don't well, knocked over my Xbox controller there. I didn't like really dislike it um by any means. I also didn't finish listening to it. I listened to about 20 of the tracks, so I got further than yourself, right? But um, you know, when I listen to an album, I like to give it a, like a couple of listens through, as I did with like right. the Haler album, Polo G, um, all the various albums I've listened to this year. This one, you know, to give an hour forty album mul- multiple listens through, I don't know that I have the time for. It's basically like four albums worth of material, really. Um, but actually, it feels like one uh, album's worth of material stretched over four albums. Um, there's maybe one or two tracks that while listening to them the first time, I was like, yeah, they're interesting. But mostly um, they went like completely in one ear and out the other. <laughs> I didn't find any yeah. of the music that interesting. I didn't find any of the rapping that interesting. So I'm afraid it's a, a bit of a dud for me. Um, despite the fact that unlike EA, when I was listening to EA, I pretty much actively disliked EA. This was a lot more of a passive. This isn't really connecting with me. I'm not really, not really into it. There's Music Guff's return, anyway. I know that Drake has a new album out as well, which has maybe the worst uh, name of any album that's ever been released. And a pretty bad album cover as well. Ah, the album cover, although a bit cheesy, already has kind of taken on a life of its own. And I can can appreciate an album cover that's at least kind of memorable, you know? I just... uh, Listen, everyone. I love a good emoji (laughs) as much as the next man. I just... Don't try and incorporate emoji into your art. I just... Ah, You know, I've I've never been a Drake guy. Ever, ever, ever. I am by no means... I don't like Drake at all. No, I like a couple of singles and stuff like that. If you say to me, Drake, I'm that, like, hotline bling meme. I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Drake, oh, no thank you. Uh, 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 Shit fuck. Shit fuck. (laughs) (laughs) we, We haven't done one of them jokes in ages. Yeah, funnily enough, I not reviewed any album by uh, by by Cunt shit, Kick this shit year. Shit bat, uh, 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 blood dong. <laughs> um, you know, no. But anyway, anyway, that's Donda. Uh, that's Donda. That's music off uh, uh, for uh, the foreseeable. Uh, let us jump into television. Uh, I don't have very much telly. We finished season one of the Banshee rewatch, which I'm very much loving. Yeah. Uh, Brona enjoying it thoroughly as well. She's definitely getting into the old uh, one more one more episode swing of things, which is great. Uh, uh, yeah, season one done, still good. Definitely the weakest season. Definitely on a rewatch as well, uh, but great, great, terribly underrated show. But uh, yeah, no no new TV for me there. Um, if you lads want to take it, well, I have sad news, lads. I have finished Tintin. No. Ah, Tonton. Tonton est fini. Tonton. Um, yeah, I, I watched all 21 stories. I hesitate to call them episodes because some of them are two-part, like 40-minute episodes. Some mm. are just 23 minutes. And some of them are actually even longer than that. But uh, yeah, completed the entire box set. All five discs of Tonton is finished. Now all that's left to do is uh, is the movie. Ah, uh, yes. Which I love as well. 
Steven Spielberg and Peter Jackson. So I'm look, looking forward to watching Tintin, the movie, uh, The Adventures of Tintin, The Secret of the Unicorn, to give it its full title. But um, yeah, it was just a nice little little nostalgia trip, watching the Tintin episodes for the first time in quite a while. I'd actually started the box set, excuse me, started the box set maybe like five years ago. I got like three episodes in. I never actually yeah. got very far. But this was my first time, just in a row. Every episode of the series brought me brought me back to my childhood, watching it on, I guess it was on like The Den or Channel 4. Yeah. Um, and reading it in the, the fun day times. That's where I got used to get my, <laughs> my Tintin fix. The f- they don't do the fun day times anymore, do they? The, the funny pages of nah, the, it's probably the Sunday di- times. It's probably gone digital. Maybe. But yeah, that's where I used to read Tintin. I used to love Pivot it. it to video. You get one page of Tintin a week. It's, 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 there was no binge and no binge watching Tintin comics back in the day. Um, and I watched the fourth episode of What If. Uh, oh, what yeah. if Doctor Strange, instead of his hands, he lost his heart? What? So the story is basically in the car crash. Which is the origin of the Doctor Strange story? Where well, he, he would he would be dead. Next episode, please. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's the uh, Rachel McAdams character dies, and so it's him. Funny mm. enough, l- like a video game that Barry and myself might be talking about later. It's Doctor Strange going through uh, time loop after time loop to try and prevent uh, the death of that character. Um, guess what happens when he doesn't. Um, Lose the use of his hands. Uh, you know, he's just like a skilled surgeon, isn't he? Is that the Doctor Strange thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he just becomes Doctor Strange anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they do a slightly different Doctor Strange story where he, like, through uh, the interference of or the involvement of the Tilda Swinton character, or whatever her character is called, there's like timeline gets split in two. And so you have a good Doctor Strange and an evil Doctor Strange. And, you know, it does go in some slightly interesting uh, directions, but. At its core, you know, I want them to do something more than he he becomes Doctor Strange anyway and has a, a, a mm. different Doctor Strange story that they could just do in a film anyway. That's really like, the, the only <laughs> the only one of these episodes that has really been, oh, I guess, two two of two of the four have actually kind of successfully uh, followed up on the brief, which which are the. Uh, uh, T'Challa as Star Lord, but I didn't like that episode much at all. And the uh, the kind of murder mystery episode, uh, where the story was like, you know, Sam Jackson's Nick Fury is like recruiting the Avengers, but they're getting killed off before he can recruit them. Like that was an interesting story. That was only the, the one episode that was actually all right of the four. Uh, and then I mistakenly thought there was only going to be like six episodes of this. I, apparently, it's like eight to ten. And I was like, "Oh Ugh. God, how, how much? How much longer can I keep watching it just out of completionist's sake, rather than it's actually something I want to watch?" Um, so I watched that, and there's a, a show that I'm gonna watch uh, next week, hopefully in its entirety, because I'm off work. It's on um, the Sky Go app. I think it's on Sky. If you have Sky, it's on there on demand because the HBO show might be on now TV as well uh, called White Lotus mm. Uh, mm. written by written by Mike White of uh, School of Rock fame oh and it is a kind of comedic murder mystery oh sounds good yeah so if you're if you're if you're interested I think so it's only six episodes it's a HBO show six episodes long 
episodes are just under an hour, maybe like 55 minutes, give or take. Um, so I'm going to check that out. It's on, it's on Sky. I have the Sky Go app on my uh, PlayStation. So I'm going to watch all of those episodes and I'll have a review for you next week. And also the finale episode of Drag Race has come out. But we haven't we haven't watched it yet. So I'll hopefully have have the, the, the finale of that as well. That's my TV. Alrighty. What about you, Joe? Uh just the kind of one one show I think we watched we finished off uh, the movies that made us on Netflix, uh, which is a series that looks back at kind of classic mainly sort of eighties, uh, yeah. early nineties movies and sort of the the um, difficulty they had getting made, which I think is just every movie. Every movie is, has difficulty getting made, uh, it seems. Um, so they did Back to the Future, which is, of course, my favorite film. So they went into yeah. uh, Rob, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale's kind of journey into, into you know, writing that script. And the fact they had a quite a few flops to start their career, actually. Um, the first three or four movies were all huge flops. Um, but they kept persevering with Back to the Future, which then became one of the biggest grossing films of all time. Um Quite interesting because they go into a lot of detail around the fact that Eric Stoltz was originally cast as Marty McFly and then him the process of him being replaced by uh, Michael J. Fox. So I did know about that, but I didn't necessarily know all the kind of intricate details of it. So they yeah. really, it really interesting. If you, you know, if you like the movie, they do go into some, some kind of interesting um, uh, points on that. Um, so that was really good. And they also did one on Pretty Woman, which again was quite interesting because it started out as a much grittier script and then it was bought by Disney and they didn't exactly disney it, but they turned it into more of a rom-com rather than a kind of darker, like, comedy drama. So that was good. And then Jurassic Park, in which they kind of mainly focused on the sort of breakthrough of um, computer technology and how they were able to build a, the first ever kind of CGI dinosaur or really complex animal of, of any sort of uh, any variety. So um, some very interesting kind of characters as well in that one in terms of the special effects team that they speak to. Real, really interesting to hear kind of what they were doing in the in the early nineties with with movies. Um, so yeah, very good series. Um, the only thing is, it does have that kind of new style of voiceover where the narrator is. They do this on Disney as well, and a lot of their documentaries on on Disney Plus, where the narrator's like incredibly sarcastic and constantly having yeah. to like making jokes about the interviewees and stuff. It's like okay. Kind of funny, but like roll it back is, a little bit. Is it is it like the guy on the uh, Secrets of Pro Wrestling? It's, it gets to that point. I think I don't know. They just seem terrified of just of the documentary itself being interesting enough to hold people's oh. attention. So they just have someone constantly joking over the top as well. Um, but it's it's still good, still good in spite of that. Um, so yeah, definitely check those out if you haven't. Watch this granny. She's in on this show. <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, the same guy who did the voice of Salem in Sabrina Teenage Witch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was Nick, yeah. Nick uh, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. I can't, yeah. Uh, I can't remember, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that series is good. I, I, watched, I, started, I watched a couple of episodes of the toy one, mm. uh, which I also liked. But again, like you said, they, they had the smarmy announcer, which is a bit annoying. But uh, hearing the history of like the Star Wars Kenner toys was uh, mm. was cool. Um, all right, we'll jump into the video games here. Now, we've got quite a lot of uh, heavy hitters here, but I, I have to say I, I, I'm, I'm really curious to pick Paul's brain on 12 minutes, which I played. Um, yeah. This is a new release there as of about two weeks ago, for anyone not familiar with it. Uh, if you've watched any kind of E3 presentations from the last few years, it's popped up consistently. This is the kind of like top-down kind of diorama-looking thing set in an apartment 
where the main character is stuck in a time loop with his wife and this mysterious man who comes to their door. Uh, and then, like, sort of out of the blue, after being around for years, like a year ago, then they announced that they had got, like, James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and uh, Willem Dafoe to voice the three characters. Uh, yeah, so that came out there two weeks ago and was on Game Pass. So I assume that's how you played it as well, Paul. That is correct. Um, I... Um, I was unaware until I literally picked it up and played it with my hands that it was a, it's basically a point and click adventure game. It's, it's very, and it very, very much true to the kind of early nineties roots of that genre. It is a go over there, press a on the drawer to open the drawer, press a on the thing in the drawer you want that goes into your inventory, drag an item onto another item to combine it. It's that kind of game, you know? Um, uh, so you're doing that to try and solve puzzles and there's kind of dialogue, uh, choices per se it's pretty much just choose to say something or choose not to say something it's not it's not super deep uh and the crux of the game is it repeats every 12 minutes you have to figure out how to communicate to your wife that you're in a time loop and how to get out of it and figure out the story that's just a bit um have you finished it paul i haven't yet barry um i did a mega stream of it on twitch on friday night i guess was it Friday? Yeah, What's I haven't it? seen. I wanted to watch this before the show. I, I yeah, think that may be my pre my pre all out um, uh, well, viewing. A, th- a three and a half hour long stream, um, where <laughs> you're gonna see if you watch it, you're gonna see me get very frustrated with it. Um, I, mean, I'd I say lived it. I live that. I'd same say. Thing, so. Can I just just before I talk about it, how you completed the Barry, right? Yes. How long did it take you? Um. I will have to just admit straight away that I gave up pretty early and used a lot of guides. I okay. I would use a little guide to get myself out of a bind. Sure. And then I'd get frustrated again and I'd go, I, I beat it in about two hours, but uh, this, this, and this is one of those games that if you know all the answers to the questions and you, you know, can beat put, it very quickly, put, put the key in this box and then give it to the wife, just as an example, like that's a made up. That's yeah. not a thing in the game. If you know, put this object here and then give it to her, you can just beat the game. Like it's not, it's well, that's one so, of the things I asked in, in the Twitch stream at one point, I was like, is this like gone home where if you know the answers, you can just sh- yeah. shoot right to the end, basically. Um, um, not in a minute, admittedly, but however long it, it takes you to. So I was trying to not just do that, yeah. but I got frustrated enough and I was kind of like, you know what? I don't feel, I'm not into this at all, Yeah. but I kind of, cause now I, I put enough hours into it. I was like, okay, well, I want to see just what, I want to see the various endings because it does, it does it, to its credit, it does have multiple different endings. Um, so I, I, I kind of, I found myself the frequency with which I was picking up my phone to look back at the guide was getting faster and faster each time. Yeah. Um, I mentioned that the nineties point and click games, that's not my genre at all. I'm, I'm, <laughs> if you think I, I, I'm easily confused and thrown for a loop playing a Mario game, you can imagine point and click and puzzle games. They're not my thing. I don't have a brain for them at all. But also, you know, a lot of that's on me, but also I think games like this, not just 12 minutes, but 12 minutes, I think is a lot of it is just really kind of like anal, like, I know what I'm trying to do. My, that my character in the game knows what he has to do. Let me just do it. Let me just say it. Like, a, a case in point, the, the basic setup of the night, right, is um, you come home, uh, your wife is making you a nice dinner because she's some news to share with you. And if you 
you know, I immediately started doing stupid shit, opening windows, fucking pushing buttons, trying to get, she got annoyed at me. And, and one of the earliest things you can do is just go along with the dinner to talk to her and get the information out of her. And then when the time loop resets, you can take that piece of information and advance the story. You, you presumably know what the information is, Paul, right? Sure, I, I, sure, sure, right. Sure, yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to say it here because this game did just come out. So I'm not going to spoil it. So you, so eventually I was like, okay, let me just go through with the dinner here. I get the information. She tells me X and that's great. Uh, Willem Dafoe's character comes in, the loop restarts. And I was like, okay, one of the first objectives you have in the game is when the time loop repeats, you have to convince your wife that you're in a time loop. You go up to her, you say, I'm in a time loop. She says, what are you talking about? Uh, you can, you then have to pick various things uh, from around the apartment to prove that you're in a time loop. So if you time it correctly, you can predict uh, thunder outside the window, which will which will kind of throw off. Uh, oh, I didn't do that. Little, that's t- little, little tip around for you there. Um, okay, thank you. Um, and, and to the game's credit, which is kind of frustrating, but also interestingly well done, if you tell her that before it starts raining, she'll believe you when the thunder strikes. If it's raining and you tell her, she won't be impressed. So that's actually, that's worth knowing. But so I went, went through with the dinner I found out mysterious piece of information X and I was like, okay, video game. I know X in the logic of the game. My character knows X and he would have no other way of knowing other than being in a time loop. So presumably I can just go up to her and say, Hey X, I know this because of the time loop. No, they just, and again, this is one of the things that they just don't give you that dialogue option. Why you have to go and find an item somewhere in the apartment that you would only know about if you were stuck in a time loop. I'm like, no, why can't I, why can't I, why can't he just say it? Why can I not just make him say it? And that's why I hate these adventure games. It's always fucking find the gemstone to put it into the book to unlock the secret entrance to pull a lever to get a fucking placard that tells your wife X. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Let me say the fucking thing. It's just so. And I basically I looked up a solution to that got to the next part of the game and then it was about a half hour before a similar situation to that came about where i was like okay i know what the thing you're trying to get me to do is i don't know how to with this controller communicate to the game that that's what i know do you know what i mean is that making sense um and so i basically just repeated that cycle until eventually i just used a guide to just see the endings so um needless to say if this rant hasn't given it away i i came away pretty disappointed and frustrated with it um, and uh, I don't want to. I don't want to s- set you up too much, but I will also say, the story does not <laughs> wrap up well at all. Um, that was my other issue. At the end of the day, like I said, this is not my genre, so I can kind of write a lot of that stuff off as well. I'm just not. I'm not a point and click guy, but I also found the story to be pretty, pretty poor when it was said and done. Give me, give me the rundown of where you are and and what you're making of it so far. Okay, well, I'm three and a half hours in, so I've nearly already doubled your your playtime, Barry. I feel like I've made. Uh, some progress, but not a huge amount. Uh, I didn't. I have not used a guide, but I've used uh, a guide of sorts. I had our, our friend and and I believe podcast listener Shane in the stream with me, given some because uh, he's beaten the game also. Lovely. He would be. It, w- it was almost like a uh, who wants to be a millionaire lifeline. So I wouldn't get any tips from him, and then I'd get stuck, and I'd say, right, here's my question: um, Is this thing that I've been trying to do the last ten minutes? Am I going in kind of the right direction, or is this like a waste of time? And then he'd say, "No, this is a waste of time. Don't do that. Go back to the thing you were doing before." I'm like, all right, all right. and then if I get stuck, I, like there was a point where I was like, "Okay, can, I, just tell me what I need to do." <laughs> um, uh, I 
must have set up that dessert. No joke. <laughs> 70 times? <laughs> yeah. My God. Um, this is this is something that's it's annoying and it's anal and it's why this genre is not for me. But I will praise it a little bit here. Uh, I, I assume you had the same issue as me. If you... You fucking you, you, your wife's all excited to tell you this news, and so right. she sits the cake down on the table. But then she goes to get water, and I this maybe this is my real life manners are horrible. I just clicked on the cake to eat it. She gets annoyed at you if you start eating her nice dinner before she sits down at the table, which means you you fucked up the loop and you basically have to start over again, which is annoying. But I kind of appreciate that it's in there as a mechanic. Do you know what right. I mean? I think it. Because by the same token, if she sets down the cakes and then she sets down the waters and then you use, oh, well, I'm playing a video game. She won't do anything until I press the button. And then you start wandering around, pulling levers, fucking pressing buttons. She goes, um, okay, I guess we're not going to fucking eat then. And then she storms off in a huff because you because you decided to mess her. I appreciate that as well. Like it has actual kind of uh, like realistic-ish kind of social mechanics in it. And right. it's not just it's not just the dumb video game thing of you sit at the table and you just eat because that's what's what you do. Um, but did I assume that's the mistake you made? Were you were you eating it at the wrong time or pissing around? No, off I, I never did that once, Barry, because I'm not a rude man. How um, dare you! <laughs> I honestly that never. I don't think that ever happened. Um, which is just one of the things I like about the game is just the pure amount of combinations of things you can try. Whether it's I'm going to try and go along with whatever she wants, or if it's like she's trying to send me something and I'm just going to hide in the closet <laughs> and yes. like not talk to her. And see what happens, you know. Um, so where, like, where I am roughly, I don't want to say give anything away, but I feel like I've got to a point where, um, uh, let's say, uh, let, let's say I've I've more than two numbers on my phone these days. Right. I say no more than that, right? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, got it. But uh, yeah, as far as what I think about the game, I, I think the story so far is pretty interesting. Um. It does remind me a little bit of uh, a game that I, I talked about recently, uh, the much maligned Paper Mario Color Splash on the Wii U with that fucking stake that you have to make in exactly the right way. Hit yeah. it, the hammer the number of times, put the thing on. Oh, it's not seasoned enough. Oh, go, all right, go back and play it again. Because um, there was one thing where I was trying to... I was trying to set the, 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 the uh, dessert, right? But with a maybe, you know, with maybe an extra ingredient that she maybe didn't anticipate, right? Say no more than that. Hmm. And then you wouldn't drink the drink, and I'm like, why is she not drinking the drink this time? I'm sure I've seen her sit down and drink her water. What's happening? Why is the why is this not triggering now? What am I doing? Yeah. Wrong? What order of stuff? And also, I played the game quite late on the Friday. I think I streamed from about eight eight p.m. to about eleven thirty. And I'd been up since like six thirty that morning for work, and I think I think it's a game that you need to have your your brain somewhat fresh so that you can go through um, the repeated uh, actions that you do each loop. Because I was doing this fucking dessert so many times, I'd be doing it, and then I'd be like, "Oh no, I never filled the drinks with water." <laughs> I forget to do one step, and I have to rush and get the water. And then she comes in the room like, "Oh, I've done too late. I have to go start the time loop again." Um, so like, I think for the most part, I am enjoying the experience. However, and I am someone who I 
I played a couple of point and click adventures and I do I do like them. Mm. That being said, the controls are like complete dog shit. Yeah, they're um, like you as you say, you're 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 pointing where you want your character to walk. So you point over there, press A, character walks over there. Um and then when you want to drag your item from your inventory to make an action happen, you're like you're using the right bumpers on the Xbox to like select the item, but then if you're pressing that at the time you're dragging, it doesn't know what to do, and it goes to the previous item. You're like, no, that item, and like sometimes it feels like you're fighting with the game to make it do yeah. what you want. It doesn't feel like easy to initiate an action, or it doesn't feel natural to do it. It, it. Sometimes it feels like you have to not only convince your wife you're in a time loop, but convince the game to do what you want it to do, um, and not even in like a dialogue option way but literally sometimes it's like i want to walk in the bathroom but the bathroom where you need to press is not on the screen you can only see the door frame yes so you have to point you have to click directly between the like the top of the door frame and where the bathroom would be and then sometimes he just goes and stands in the door frame you're like no the bathroom oh my god why are the controls why can't i just control it with a stick why can't i not just do that um so the controls are very very annoying the uh the actual mechanic of the time loop and and all that i i don't mind at all actually quite enjoy but um yeah for a game that i i figured yeah i'll, I'll have this be in fucking four and a half hours no problem no i don't think so <laughs> i think this will probably i'll be one of the people that takes like seven seven and a half hours so i'll probably play it more on stream during the week because i'm not going to be in work and hopefully get to some kind of resolution on it. But um, okay. I just reached a point at 11.30 where I'm like, look, I'm too tired. My brain can literally not play this game. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested on your take when the story concludes. The other thing I will say about this game, um, I thought Willem Dafoe was pretty pretty solid as his character. Yes. Um, James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley could be any two voice actors off the street. Um, yeah, this I'm is the thing that I I have really a little surprised by that. I have a little pet peeve when, especially for like whatever about a physical performance, but for when when people are being cast for voice acting, and then they do an accent which is completely different to their own accent. Mm-hmm. Why not just hire American actors then? Because yeah, it you know you're bringing in expensive actors like James McAvoy and maybe less so D- Daisy Ridley, but. Um, it doesn't sound like James McAvoy, you know. James McAvoy has a very distinct kind of Scottish twang. It doesn't sound like him. It doesn't really sound like Daisy Ridley. So why cast him at all? Yeah, uh, and, and like uh, maybe maybe that is just it. But I just feel like by any other metric, I, I just don't feel like they stand out at all. Like I said, it could be any two. You know, they're not terrible, but it's not great either. I mean, this could be any fucking combination of. You know, Laura Bailey and Leo O'Brien, or pick your pick your two video game voice actors. You know, it could be anyone. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of disappointing because I, I like them both. You know, um, only Defoe really kind of stands out. I mean, it's he, obviously a he's just doing his voice. Game, he's just doing yeah. his voice. You know, um, <laughs> there's one bit where he comes in. Is it him or McAvoy? One of them make a, a noise that sounds a bit like will uh, a bit like Christopher Walken. They go, "Wow." <laughs> Uh, there is um, there is a thing you can do because your character is is, is McAvoy. Uh, uh, at a certain point, like when he's involved, he stops listening to you, and you can just click on him, and he goes, "Sir, sir, 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 yeah. sir." It's like a heavy rain Jason type situation. Um, yeah, yeah, I I definitely clicked on some stuff that made him say things and, and kind of turned it into a little rap song at some points. 
But, but uh, anyway, yeah. just to give a little plug ski, that stream is up on my Twitch page and also on my YouTube channel, which you can find linked to in my pinned tweet. Oh, beautiful. I'm going to go. I'm going to go subscribe to your YouTube channel right F now. Thank you, Bert. Uh, I, I, I All my like videos are on there. That dang Twitch player. A three and a half. It's, I tell you how big that that video file was, by the way. Fucking nine point one gigabytes. Jesus Christ! Jesus. I have to fucking get um, some hard drives to pull. I've got. I, I, I save all my archives. Obviously, the, this laptop is now basically full. Yeah. Uh, no, I but once to... it's once it's up on YouTube, I delete it. Like I don't need it then anymore. I can yeah. just rip it off YouTube if I need. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's twelve minutes. I'll be interested to hear your take on that, and of course, yeah. people can follow Paul on Twitch to see more of that. Now, let me tell you, baby. as as sad as I was when I finished Tintin, Barry, it doesn't compare to how sad I was when you completed Mario Sunshine. Oh, oh got it. They, they were crying. The, in the memories streets. alone. Not not a dry eye to be found on on, on Twitch TV uh, on Thursday. Yeah, I was I was sad to see it go. Um, uh, but it, it, like one last hurrah, I appreciated that it, it made sure I, there was just had to get one level in right at the end. That it was as big of a prick as humanly possible. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, that that boat took years off my life. But I will say, and then you get to the boss battle, and it's just like kind of like yeah, it's like whatever, yeah, it's fine, yeah. it is. Um, uh, and then you get the dramatic death of of Flood at the end. Oh my god, Lingo dead. Um, yeah, no, I I had an absolute blast. I was about to say playing it, an absolute blast streaming it. I'll say that much. Um, and you know, I think I think I noted my feelings on the game pretty well as I played through it. Um, I don't think it's a terrible video game, but I think it's it's a very weird little mm-hmm. anomaly. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I suppose next on the agenda would be Galaxy. I don't know if I want to stream that or not. What, whether I do or I don't, I'm going to put Mario on the back burner. I'm a little bit Marioed out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no, it was great, and 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 thanks everyone for watching and chatting. It was it was great crack. It was definitely definitely the game I've played so far where people were most into coming in and watching and chatting. I've seen by by a comfortable margin. Yeah, um, which was always fun. But yeah, leave the memories alone. It was funny, more or less, like once or twice a stream, someone would say, now imagine doing this level, trying to collect red coins. Uh, and I'd be like, I absolutely will not imagine that. And I absolutely won't be doing it either. Well, Corona Mountain with the blue coins there at the end. Yeah, I was like, I think I said this on stream. I was like, if one of you donates a thousand euro yeah. right now, I will do that. And not a minute sooner. Um, well, the funny thing about Corona Mountain is I believe, Joe, as you know, 100% completionists of this game <laughs> as we are. Uh, the, I think the boat mechanic is actually introduced earlier. Is it in Noki Bay? I think there's a level before Corona Mountain where you, you use the boat and so you're kind of used to it. I don't remember that, but you might be right. Yeah. Um, I So I, I watching Barry's stream, I've been going back and playing sort of the levels as he goes along just to kind oh? of re- remind myself. So I did complete it as well, actually, like last oh, week. Oh, that's a nice little secret. I didn't do the hundred percent, but I just yeah, <laughs> did complete it. I have kind of found a bit of a new affection for it. I was never a big fan of the game, as I mentioned, but it's it's kind of a nice balance, I think, between sixty four, which, as Barry has said, doesn't hold up particularly well in terms of the you know mechanics, the way it plays, and everything, camera, um, and and the kind of newer games like Galaxy and um, Odyssey, which are obviously a lot more advanced. It's it's quite a nice kind of 
balance between those two sort of eras. Um, and it's just such a shame that it does have all those flaws in it that make it a bit annoying, because otherwise I think it could have been an f- absolutely fantastic kind of replayable game. But uh, yeah, really enjoyed uh, tuning in. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I I will never play it again, having... <laughs> with, uh, You've now God. played it multiple times and watched me play it, so that's, yeah, that's uh, enough for me. No, um, I just think it's... Um, from from the point of view of just of just beating it, I think it's I think it's more or less okay. Although as you saw, Barry, some of those some of those shines are a bit of a pain in the hole. Um, I would love this is I'm going to make this my new my my Resident Evil Two Final Fantasy Seven uh, Crusade that people have been on for decades. I'm going to like remake this game properly, remake it from the ground mm. up, mm. and like real fucking director's cut shit. Uh, like like when they re-released those Zelda games on 3DS, they tweaked them a little bit, took out some of the more yeah. annoying things. I'd be like, put this game fucking out, properly balance it. You don't have to change too much. I think the core mechanics are fine. Put like a fucking like add a add a like a sniper nozzle or some shit to the <laughs> to the flood. So the levels where you have to tactically aim the fucking thing, get rid of all the squirting and all the all the the huge area of effect shotgun effect. Yeah. Pop that in there. Tweak this level here. Turn this knob down. Fix the gravity here. I if you put that game out remastered with some actual work to it, I'd say I would have no problem. If someone wanted to have a debate about if that's in the conversation for the best three D Mario game. I don't think I don't think I'd bat an island because I think the core is actually there. Well, I would shit um, my pants if I haven't. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think it's I think it's miles below the best. Like uh, problems that I have with it also are just like the pure kind of lack of diversity of levels. Like, yeah, I think I think it's missing True. a good a good three levels. Like again, playing it from a completionist point of view, there is such a reliance on collect these nine hundred coins in the yeah. game. Because every each seven levels has a hundred coin star, and has thirty blue coins in each level, and there are blue coins in the overworld, and you have to get the hundred yellow coins in the overworld as well. Yeah, my God, so many coins, coin that, mania. More so than the red coins and the blue coins, which are normal. The one hundred of the regular gold coins seems crazy to me because I did notice as I was playing it. I feel like I, I'm getting coins less than I do. Certainly yeah. more so than Odyssey. They're throwing coins at you in Odyssey all the fucking time. You're yeah. never sure because you can. And then by about halfway through that game, you can just buy anything you want outfit wise. Yeah. You know. Uh, whereas in this, I was just like, yeah, the concept, oh, the painful pixel searching for individual coins must be so unbearable. Um, Isn't there, there's some where there's literally only a hundred coins? I think. <laughs> I remember. I remember having trouble on on Bianco Hills, the first level for sure. Yeah. And maybe Noki Bay as well. But then Noki Bay, the boss area where the eel is, there's like loads of coins in there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, rest in peace, Super Mario Sunshine. Rest in peace, beautiful. Um. um yeah, because it was it was rushed out, so there's like problems with it that are just purely they didn't take their time. So, yeah, if if it was like a director's cut version with with a bit more stuff. Some some like the re- repeated use of certain bosses and yeah. certain like shine mechanics are a bit annoying, um, which really just makes it like like makes you think like this this was the opportunity to fix it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean I I've talked a lot about this, but I'm not going to go on about it again. But I just can't believe they put that collection out the way they did. Um, uh, so much potential to be so much more. Uh, and meanwhile, you know, like you know, you can go get. Any any half decent PC can just emulate an N sixty four and play sixty four with mods with proper camera mm, and four K yeah, and yeah. ray tracing. Someone put ray tracing into it. Um, just ridiculous. Um, hey, Galaxy Galaxy two and Odyssey are all fantastic, and they've all come out yeah, since. So. Yeah. 
on the uh, on the Switch tip, did you see that they're adding them Game Boy games to it? Yeah, I mean, oh. I've already eaten crow on, on Donkey Kong, so... No oh, yeah, right, yeah, we did. We looked that up live on air, did we not? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as far as Game Boy games go, apart from, obviously, Donkey Kong, I don't know, really... There's not too much collection. you really want, is there, you know? No, I, I mean, I'll play Mario Land 2 again, because yeah. I think that game is really fantastic. Tremendous. Uh, I don't know whether those like early Pokemon games hold up. Maybe at a, maybe at a stretch like Silver and Gold, which are in my opinion still like the, the two best Pokemon games they've ever made. Uh, the, I guess Donkey Kong Land games are on there as well. They're gonna be. Well, those it just, just depends those on just what the, uh, the, the SNES, SNES ones. Though, yeah. Well, they're they're kind of um, like a dumbed down version of those. They're not, yeah. It's not actually a direct port. There are significant changes to them. Well, that was that was back when Nintendo took those things into consideration and were like, oh, we have to consider the screen and we have to actually put work into this port. Yeah. You know, I wish they put as much work into Mario Sunshine on Switch as they did <laughs> fucking Donkey Kong Country on the Game Boy. Yeah. Now, there are, yeah. there are some games, to be fair, that maybe people wouldn't have checked out. Maybe like uh, the, the Capcom Legend of Zelda games, Oracle of Ages and Oracle yes. of Seasons. Yeah. Uh, Link's Awakening will be on there. But of course, Link's Awakening has already been remastered on Switch or, or completely remade on Switch. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, nice I'm to have I'm curious. Yeah, it's and and the main thing is like you were saying, like you know, do the original Pokemon's hold up? Probably not. The main, th- I think, the entire thing with that catalog, it's certainly not completionism. I mean, they 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 really the Switch Online little retro stuff. It's not completionist by any stretch of the imagination. It's pretty bare bones. Uh, so it the main drive of of that feature, I think, is just nostalgia. So I think they'll put red and blue on it. You know what I mean? And yeah. Way. I mean, I think I think the uh, the first party will be pretty. Yeah, I think it's more the the third party games that there's kind of question marks about. It's kind of it's kind of like when they put out the PlayStation Classic. It's like it's such a it's a thing that's so tied up with licensed games. The Game yeah. Boy is like you know it's going to be you know they're not going to have that Batman game on this you know. No. Um, but yeah, I'll play I'll I'll play Wario Land again if they put it on there. Um, yeah. And hopefully that'll open the door for uh, what you call it Game Boy Advance down the line. Anyway. Uh, so that's Mario Sunshine. Rest in piss forever. Um, <laughs> uh, the other thing I've been playing this week, uh, out of curiosity, just because it was on the old Game Pass, I downloaded Hades again, which I obviously oh. played for about 10, 11 hours on the old Switcheroo back in the day. I was like, let's let's give this a look. Let's see how this is doing. And I was like, oh, look at that. A lovely, beautiful 1080p. Look at those, look at that beautiful art, look at that the portrait, look at this level, oh my god, and look at that. You know, Switch port is perfectly fine as well, I will say before I talk about how beautiful and shiny the Series S is. Perfectly fine game on Switch, I, I put a lot of time into it, it's lovely. Um, but, oh, big 10, 1080p, flawless frame rate, and perhaps most importantly, because I, I primarily play my Switch on the couch, holding it, waiting for it to drop on my face. Playing that game with a real fucking controller. Compare anytime you can play a game on Switch and then on something else, it's like I don't hate the Joy Cons, but when you compare A to B back to back, you're like, I, I, I was like, how was I doing this? How did I get? How did I beat the first level with these shitty little sticks? Um, so I, I, I did that. I toyed around with it, and it's gotten its hooks back into me, and and it's all I've been playing this week, with the exception of streaming Mario Sunshine. I am all about the Hades again. I've gotten, I've now, I've, I've put about four or five hours into it, um, and I'm already up to where I was on the Switch, so I'm kind of like, I'm going to beat this version of it. It's tremendous. It's everything about it is just so, 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 so good. Um, easy, if it wasn't for Last of Us 2, it would have easily been my game of the year last year. Um, 
Paul, you never touched it at all, did you, on the Switch? No, but, you know, it's on Game Pass. That certainly gives me more more of a likelihood. I think I, think I actually downloaded it uh, just to have, you know, as, as an I option. Would, I would highly recommend you get into it. It's, it's just, it's so great. I mean, it's just, it's just... Again, all the all the things people said about all the little ways yeah. it kind of weaves its story into all the roguelike stuff. It's great. It's fucking, I mean, well, this is the thing. Like one of the one of the reasons I got an Xbox in the first place was, you know, I've never really dipped my toe much into the roguelike uh, ecosystem. Mm. Even even that kind of uh, Diablo style pulled back camera RPG like look for a game. I've never really. But into that because I've never really experienced it. So this is my chance now with Game Pass to play games that otherwise I would never give a chance to. So yeah. I know it's been really uh, well received. I think it was IGN's game of the year last year. From oh, it won well. like 500 fucking... So it, it swept sa- pretty cleanly. Same with that Celeste I have downloaded as well, which similarly was really well received. What so game. oh, games that game maybe Celeste. otherwise I would not have tried, I would not try. But once I finish the fucking... 900 halo games i'm playing <laughs> yeah that's true i suppose yeah you, you've got a lot on your plate tell me about halo yeah so i this this time last week i had uh, just finished the first halo and it started tipping away at halo 2 i've since finished halo 2 and i'm on the last level of halo 3 so I'm making good progress baby uh yeah halo 2 is 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 great a significant step up from Halo 1. I think the uh, criticism I had of Halo of, it's very uh, repetitious. Uh, the the environments aren't super interesting. Da, da, da. There's not enough enemy types, blah, 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 blah. I think that's really only true of the first Halo. I think Halo 2 is is like a really substantial step in the, the right direction towards what we know modern shooters became. Uh, I think I like it more than 3 as well, as far into 3 as I am. Like I say, I, I'm on the very last level of three. I probably have 45 minutes left in the game. But I think two just does everything right. Obviously helped by the um, the upscaled graphics and the uh, or the like redone graphics for the Master Chief Collection and also the completely redone cutscenes, which look tremendous. Um, but I just, li- just like the variety of Halo 2. It's got great... Um, Run and gun uh, sections got great. Um, vehicle sections, traversal sections, flying sections. The boss battles are very satisfying. I really love the scarab uh, bosses they introduce. Uh, the story is really strong, especially, again, compared to the first one. And especially great were those Arbiter levels where you can play the game completely differently from the first one. It almost becomes like a stealth splinter cell kind of game because with the Arbiter, you have the uh, like invisibility cloaking. So I, I went through full levels without like killing a single enemy as the arbiter, just okay. like sneaking my way through. Da, da, da. And Halo at times does become kind of a uh, less about killing enemies and more about get to the next checkpoint <laughs> without getting killed. Especially, uh, especially in Halo Three, there are some levels, uh, especially towards the end, without spoiling anything, where there, you are just bombarded by flood enemies. And you're 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 actually wasting your time trying to kill them. It's, you're better to just run past them, hopefully not get killed, and make to the next checkpoint because otherwise you're you're stuck there endlessly. But um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely like, come around on Halo. Uh, I'm excited to play ODST and Reach and Four and Five 
because uh, you know now I'm in uncharted territories where I played Halo and Halo Two a long time ago, but I've I've passed the point now that I've gotten to, so it's all it's all fresh and all new to me. Uh, Halo Three holds up surprisingly well, given that unlike One and Two, it's not a redone uh, graphics and redone textures. It is slightly oh, is it upscaled. not? I actually didn't know that. No, it's only for One and Two. Uh, three is of course like up-res to uh, the 1080p, etc. I believe. I suppose it was on the 360, so it's not that long ago. I believe it's like cleaned up somewhat, but like you still see it, the, the cutscenes are in engine. You see like the stretch textures on the face sometimes, so it doesn't look great, but it mostly holds up, and the gameplay holds up as well. Um, so yeah, the, uh, I believe from where I am, the games excuse me only get like shorter more or less from from here on out. I think ODST is like six, six and a half hours long campaign. Reach is about seven or eight, and then four and five are about seven to eight as well. So I should have them all, all uh, seven Halo games that are out currently. I should have them finished by end of September, I would think. Lovely. And the plan is once I have those finished, I'm going to start playing Death Stranding on the PlayStation 4. Um,. Because I, 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 my brother is very big in this. He loves Death Stranding. And I've promised really? him. Really? I, I promised him I will play it. I will play it. I will play it. And initially, I was going to play it after I beat Paper Mario. I'm not beating Paper Mario. I don't think I'll go back to Paper Mario. No. Uh, certainly not. I'll, I'll just jump to the Switch. When that Wii one is you've, too you've got to know, You've got more meandering, self-indulgent shite on your plate coming up. <laughs> so, you know. so, look, I'll, I'll at least give it the uh, give it a try. Um, I. It's funny you do mention that, though. I don't know why I, I, did, I did not touch it the first time it came out. I kind of want to get that like director's cut, whatever the fuck it is. The because it kind of yeah. looks like they they added in a bunch of stuff that's a little bit more uh, gamey and a little bit more you know. I, I I but I've always kind of been curious about it. Like I kind of you know what I mean. It's kind of it's like it's like you know it's an event release. You know what I mean? This new Kojima thing. So I kind of just want to play it just to see it. So uh, yeah. Maybe we'll both be playing it at the same time. I we'll don't know. see. But like my initial plan to play the Halos and, and kind of the Gears of War, I think I'll keep the Gears of War games for for twenty twenty two. I'm gonna beat all the Halos and then play Death Stranding and maybe I don't know Metroid Dread when that comes comes out or something like that. But um, then I'll go straight into Halo Infinite Day One that comes out and. Uh, See how long that takes me to get through, and then see what see what comes in the new year. And in between, I might play some other Game Pass games like you know Hades, Celeste, uh, Perfect Dark. I still want to play, uh, and who knows whatever else comes out on that. Hmm. But um, yeah, Halo. Impressed. I'm impressed by a 15 year old game, Shock Horror. Uh, and then I also finished a game on 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 stream last week. I finished my Zelda Ocarina of Time playthrough. Uh, beat the game, as you might expect. Took me about eighteen hours, I would say. That was very fun. Very, very nice game to dip my toe into the streaming world with. Um, but now that it's done, we can move on to bigger and better things, aka WWF No Mercy, which is coming this week uh, to my Twitch, and I'm playing it on the, ori- the, the original deal. hardware. The real deal. The real deal. So. The real deal, brother. Look forward to that. Uh, I think that's all I've been playing. What about you, Joe? What, what you, what's on the agenda for the week? Uh, back on the old Doom Eternal um, on the Switch. 
Um, so I picked that up a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's fun. It's fun. As I said to Paul, I think last week, um, I've been playing it on the handheld Switch, so you don't quite get the full effect of uh, right. when I played the last Doom of the pounding you know, metal music in your ears and uh, the big you know, HD screen in, in front of your face that demons scare the shit out of you jumping out the corner of the screen. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not too much. It's not too much different from the last game. Obviously, it's basically you wander into an area that looks like uh, Malachi Black's front room, and you get swarmed <laughs> by twenty demons. And you have to shoot them all in the face, and they kill you. And you do it about ten times, and you get to the end of the level. Uh, the only thing they change—I can't remember if this was in the last game to, to this extent—but there's a lot of like jumping and climbing uh, in this version of the game, to the point where it does feel like Super Mario at points. Um, you kind of have to jump onto a wall, climb up it, jump back onto another wall, and so you're doing basically wall jumps. Um, yeah, right. Mario at some point. Then it, I find that a bit annoying because I think there's just the um, doing it first person is really tough, and doing it, you know, you've got a big gun in front of you that's <laughs> distract, distracting as well. Yeah, that's um, that's kind of a new thing in games. It's very popular in games at the moment. Ever since Titanfall two yeah. introduced the wall running and wall jumping. All right. Yeah, don't don't need that, lads. Just stick to shooting. Yeah, they leaned heavy on it in Eternal more, a lot more than the first one. Yeah, yeah, it's not, not. It's it's kind of a Super Mario version of Doom, in a way that the final level of Sunshine was a bit of a Doom esque. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the with the lava and the, the boat to hell, you know. Um, yeah, but I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I'm only through the first couple of couple of worlds, but yeah, I'll keep uh, chipping away at that, uh, saving the Earth. That's uh, that's about it for me. Lovely stuff. Um, before we jump into the wrestling golf, I do have one email. I actually I haven't had to do this in ages. I checked my spam folder and I actually had an email mm. in there from uh, about two weeks ago uh, from Scott the Boy McAvoy, uh, which is weird because I've I've had uh, I don't know what it's got. A, uh, it seems dangerous, says Gmail. I don't know why it does versus mm. our other Squarespace emails. Yeah. Well, I, I I notified you guys a few weeks ago in our in our chat that so the, the, some of them were falling into spam. So keep it right. Yeah, I got it here anyway. Uh, Scott asks uh, when AEW first did the announcement of its existence. The Bucks, Kenny, Cody, Britt, and Brandy were all introduced with corporate titles, uh, including uh, indicating they were running the show. With cons were funding. Do you know or think these people uh, named the titles are being paid for both being a wrestler and a corporate figure? Are they collecting a salary as chief brand officer? And as a wrestler, and he goes on to ask there, you know, could that lead to a dissension in the ranks? Uh, I I would assume so. Uh, I know in WWE they do. I know Triple H gets like mm-hmm. his he gets like like a million dollar payoff for WrestleMania, and then he gets his corporate salary. I would imagine Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody get um, get that as well. I would assume it's they get wrestler salary and they get corporate uh, salary as well. Um, Especially since, I mean, they're even showing him doing it on TV. Cody seems to really be the kind of, you know, man about town. He's running around. He's producing mm. things. Um, uh, so I, I would assume so. I, I would assume he would. And, uh, uh, you know, in terms of dissension in the ranks, I mean, look, there hasn't been a whole lot of it so far. Um, but we are inter- we are entering very interesting uh, uh, mm. uh, uh, und- undocumented waters here for, for AEW with a, lot of in- with a lot of incoming names and stuff. So, um, yeah. Uh, we will see if that changes. I mean, we still haven't really gotten an answer to the question of what the Punk Cabana relationship sits at currently. 
Um, well, I mean, look, wrestling is not the real world by any means, but I, I've worked in, in the past with people that I didn't get on with, but you, you, it's your job, you know, you work and you suck you, it up. Yeah. You be professional, you know, you like not even to the point of, I don't like this person. I'm going to avoid them. No, you work with them because that's your job to do that. You know, so yeah. I would expect that level of professionalism from wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't hold it together. Um, but anyway, uh, Scott does cap off here with a pick one. This is a tough one. Get ready, boys. Pick right. one wrestler. Mick Foley. Shawn Michaels. John Cena. I'm going to go with my gut reaction. I'm kind of surprised at it myself, but for some reason, just when he gave me those options, my gut reaction was Mick Foley. Oh. See, my, I, my gut reaction was Sean. Mm. I think my gut was Cena. <laughs> and that's why we three host this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he should debate us oh, always. Yeah. Different wrestlers, different needs. And then I'm thinking Sean as second thought. But I th- yeah, see, all those matches I listed over the last decade, like the last couple of weeks ago, I've got Cena. Interesting. There you go. Uh, let me see here. Uh, that's my one name email. Sorry, so we can jump into the uh, the wrestling guff. Uh, also, I've got the document open on my laptop. I had my email on my phone, the run sheet uh, on my laptop. So we'll get in here to the uh, uh, wrestling. Uh, we did unfortunately have a bit of sad news this week uh, with the passing of Daphne of uh, WCW and TNA fame. I don't know if she was... She wasn't active anymore, I don't think. Um, uh, certainly wasn't wasn't in any any major promotions currently. But uh, yeah, really horrible, really sad. Uh, she was 46, I believe. Uh, really fondly remembered as kind of one of the highlights of the late days of WCW. And uh, I was kind of, just as you know, after you know when the news broke, which was terribly sad. I was thinking about it. And it was just kind of like you know, when you look at what women's wrestling is today and and what the era it came out of. Uh, one of the big no nos certainly in WWE was like hardcore matches and things like that. And it is kind of weird to think that she was doing that stuff, you know, eleven years ago, eight, twelve years ago, on on primetime TV uh, mm. with the Bass and, and Mick Foley and all that other stuff. Uh, yeah. Really horribly sad, unfortunately. Very sad story. Um, so we did want to make mention of that. I don't know if anyone has anyone anything else they want to add. No, I think I, I remember watching her in WCW. Very, very entertaining. Uh, <laughs> kind of powered up with David Flair, and uh, certainly the more entertaining of that duo, anyway. But yeah, yeah, it's really good. Very sad. I mean, God, it's it's one of those things we we're kind of used to wrestler deaths. You know, over the years, it's part of been part of the industry for a long time. But it's now so personal. I think with with social media, you know, you get to see these people more and more, and you get incidents like this. It's just, yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking. But uh, very sad to her. Peace, love to her and her family. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't have much to add to what's already been said. Only that you know, mental health is a a tough topic um, to discuss and. I mean, I think I think we'd all agree that you know anyone anyone listen to this who's going through anything uh, anyway similar, you know, if, if you're having a tough time or anything. Number one, hopefully, listen to this is some uh, 
respite from your troubles, but also, uh, you know, don't hesitate to reach out if you if you need to have a, a chat or anything at all, you know. Because um, I know personally, you know, depression is, has kind of touched me in my life in a, in a kind of an indirect way, but I like think that I have a slightly <laughs> better understanding of it now because of that. But um, I know that whenever I'm having a tough time, you know, listening to stuff and reaching out and talking to people uh, helps me a lot. So, mm. you know, don't hesitate to reach out if uh, if you just want to chat about anything, you know. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, very nicely said. That was very nicely said. Uh, yeah. We will now uh, awkwardly transition to the pro wrestling talk, um, uh, as, as you must always do on a podcast like this uh as we're going a bit long here looking at the rundown any any uh any takes of note from the last two episodes of aew television uh i didn't really have any i thought they were both good i, I thought dynamite and rampage were good mm-hmm. but i i can't say there was uh too much i wanted to talk about what did actually i have a question here's a question what did you guys okay. make of, of of ftr versus proud and powerful because i saw some people raving about it i thought it was i was a little bit let down by it yeah, I thought it was good, good but not great. I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I was let down. So I don't know if I was expecting a kind of really, really good match, but I, I thought it was yeah, pretty good. And they did get lost at one point. I'm not sure what was happening when uh, Beardy non non baldy FDR FDR with hair came off <laughs> Cash, of, trying Cash to come Wheeler. off the top rope, and it, I'm not sure what they were trying there, and it kind yeah, of went a bit weird. Um, but other than that, it was a pretty solid match. Yeah, I'd like to see him wrestle again, maybe at a pay per view and. and kick it up again yeah i remember enjoying it but you know to tell the truth i don't remember much of it so i suppose it didn't leave that lasting an impression yeah i, I just I, I thought it was good they definitely it was a well-worked match to me it kind of felt like they just said okay our, our first match got kind of fucked up so let's just do our first match again i i there was like other than like one or two spots it didn't seem like they played up the injury or the heat between them any yeah. more than the last time so that's that that might be a minor niggle um. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's too much else. Uh, they they did the classic pro wrestling thing. The heels got to lower the cage on the baby faces to end dynamite and put a beat down on them. Yeah, uh, I like that. It was all right. I always like that. Um, not too much. Actually, there was two great promos on dynamite. Jericho and MGF both had great promos. Um, mm-hmm. I still don't care about the match though. No, <laughs> no. I think it's. I think it's. Because I think partially because this is the one really good Jericho performance lately, and you're still kind of and also now that the day is kind of here, we're obviously recording this before the pay view. I just don't believe he's losing at all. It doesn't feel like he's. It doesn't feel like this is the end of fucking Chris Jericho's career. It just doesn't feel like it. On a show where that's going to be like the fifth most big talking points, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I I. I... I'm open to being surprised, so I'm trying not to even get in my head one way or the other what the result will be. Yeah. But we'll see. AW has been kind of good for... Like, I didn't expect Cody to lose the match where he with the stipulation where he couldn't wrestle for the title anymore. So at least they've, they've been good for not making it too obvious one way or the other. Um, As far as how good the match is actually going to be, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. One thing from Dynamite that was more notable, Joe. I don't know if you um, heard a podcast because I was listening. To, I, I, I was listening to a podcast last week where they talked about that the Gun Club are obnoxious heels. <laughs> um, 
I don't know if you were you familiar with that show at all. I think I, yeah, I think I heard the same one where the the two very charismatic hosts said sexy like, hosts. Yeah, the sexy charismatic hosts said um, that the Gun Club should turn heel because they're two annoying shit little versions of Billy Gunn. <laughs> and lo and behold, versions or virgins, two little shit virgin <laughs> Billy Guns. One or the other, who knows? I, I yeah. think Tony Khan might have been listening to that podcast. Tony, if you're listening, brother, pull the trigger. What timing that was, by the way. I know. I know. We, we was... did a 10-minute segment about how the good cover annoying little dickheads. And then they turned heel the next week. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> perfect, perfect timing. Uh, although think... although our idea was that they would turn on, on Billy Gunn. Rather, it was Billy himself who... Bonked the big show on the head with well, a chair. He's got the Shogun's obviously era. <laughs> the show I did forgot about Shogun's. Uh, uh, some... How did you not immediately think of Shogun's? <laughs> Come on now. Obviously, some scores to set off from that. Yeah. That run. That'd be cracked great if they cracked him on his that. cracked him on his injured bomb and then on his head. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be the perfect kind of origin for if they if they transition into a Billy Gun Big Show feud, which isn't exactly the top of my priority list but if if billy Gunn does a promo where he's like we had something paul we had something you had to ruin it that'd be great i thought my thing my thing on this qt feud like i said this before is that it's perfect use of big show you get the novelty of using him but you're not wasting an actual wrestler on him right yeah and i thought this billy Gunn thing was an interesting wrinkle on it to add a bit more intrigue to the match. But now that you just said the phrase there, they're not going to have them feud on television, are they? Like, oh, like, like if you want to do it, put it on one. You know what they should do? They're switching to their little studio setup for Dark. If you want to do the big premiere edition of Dark, they have a match Main on event. that. You can't put... This is not the sixth segment of Raw's War 1999. Uh, before, before and after Steve Blackman versus uh, uh, Jeff Hardy. And uh, uh, and some a big titty thong match the segment after <laughs> you can't put that on dynamite like everyone laughed when Tanahashi had a proper match with with Billy Gunn I have no problem with either of those guys being there but you can't have another match that's so ridiculous um yeah so yeah, that was the, that was the other newsworthy uh, uh, event um, anyway yeah um and CM Punk just continues to do come out and do promos. That's the other thing. Yes. I've seen in the last few days ty- uh, talk heating up a little bit about the prospect of him losing the match, mm. um, which I'm kind of more and more in favor of because I want him to have I want him to have something to talk about that's not, I'm back! Can you believe it? Like, yeah. that was nice. We've had a nice three weeks. I want him to have an angle. I want him to have a pro wrestling angle now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And not just the, the, the speaking tour. Mm. Well, I've always been intrigued by the idea of the the babyface storyline of they they make the big return and lose and then you know you can you can build on that with the, they're them questioning themselves if they still have it and they go on a journey you know they go on a story I mean I think I talked about that years ago when they did the John Cena Undertaker storyline at WrestleMania that year where yes. there was questions about will Undertaker show up and I said you know what the most intriguing way to do this is is he doesn't show up and you build on the storyline of, of Undertaker, this this immortal, mythical character who who's actually at the stage of his career is plagued with doubt. And I just think that like that's a, a, an interesting uh, wrinkle they could go with Undertaker that they've never done. 
Uh, and lo and behold, they didn't do that. He he came out and beat Cena in like three minutes, and and nothing was made of it, and it was never referenced again. Um. So yeah, I think I think it's it's certainly a, an intriguing potential storyline. Should CM Punk in his big return lose, and then you can go in directions that are literally, you know, paths that have never been traveled, so to speak. You know, mm. um. I think it's probably more likely that he wins, but. I, you know, what do you get from him winning? He, he, he maybe this the idea is that he goes on to more kind of main eventy stuff in terms of like title chase and that kind of thing. But mm. I don't. Know, I I I like the idea of he comes back, has a good match, but is, is beaten, and you know you can mm. kind of dive more into his kind of psyche then and how yeah. he reacts to that, how he deals with that. That's that's interesting to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so. We got we got to see him get physical. What an odd thing! The first man to, to get physical with CM Punk in seven years was Daniel Garcia. Well, what we, a, all, we all predicted that back in January. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, but, but we all predicted that when he left wrestling seven years ago, when Daniel Garcia was thirteen. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, what a what a what an interesting thing. Uh, in terms of ins and outs on the card, they did announce on Dynamite Andrade versus Pack is off for quote unquote. Yeah. Travel reasons, yeah. A travel yeah. reason on Wednesday that you couldn't possibly resolve before Sunday. Mm. 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 Mr. Boss or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, you didn't, you didn't see pa- you didn't see Pack at the football, did you? <laughs> no, he's had a cursed time of it in all elite, hasn't he? Really? Yeah, uh, Pack. Just every time he seems to get going, it's uh, something happens. But yeah. It's it's going to be on next week's Rampage, apparently. Yes. Which is very, I don't know, weird. Very weird, that that, that whole situation. I was kind of hoping, since it was off the pay-per-view, that it might be one of those things where they kind of realize, shit, let's try and heat it up a little bit more. But they're just doing it next week. I don't think it's going to be any hotter than it would have been now. Uh, On the card, though, they had the returning Anna Jay. uh, Coming back from injury, she is in the Battle Royale. Um, cowboy, I think cowboy hat emoji. Absolutely, always, always, always. Um, for for the lovely Anna J. Um, yeah, and I suppose with that we can probably just uh, chat about the card itself. Uh, you know, Rampage was good. I thought Ramp- you know, Rampage is good every week. Um, uh, nice redeem time. these nuts. Oh yeah, oh, yeah talk about redeem these nuts. Oh, oh, that feud is so great. I can't wait for that match. It's going to be great. Uh, Miro hasn't really missed yet in a, in anything um, since he since he made the old switch. Oh. Mm-hmm. Miro's great, isn't he? Tremendous. Did you did you watch the countdown special? It was really good. Oh, that was great as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah really good. Uh, okay, we'll uh, we'll 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 run down the the pay per view here very quickly. The other change, actually, yeah. So Andrade versus Pack is off. Uh, and so what they did there was they put the women's battle royale on the main show, and on the pre-show that was originally a pre-show match. On the pre-show now they have put a ten-man tag, which is Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Weedo Yuta, Jurassic Express versus Matt Hardy, Private Party, and the Hybrid Two. Uh, so to start with that pre-show match, that should be fun. They'll do loads of moves. Um, that'll, be, yeah. that'll be really fun. You know, where's um, Trent Barretta, by the way? 
Did he's injured. He blew oh, injured up him? his ankle or something. Yeah, oh, I think he had, I think it was ACL oh. or one of them. I think it was one of them nasty okay. bastards. And he had just come back from a like yeah. pec or bicep or something, wasn't it? Yeah. All banged up. Uh, yeah, that's 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 really unfortunate. Um, but yeah, we've got the rest of the the, the main show then here. Uh, we've got the aforementioned Paul White versus QT Marshall. Mm. Uh, my hope for that match is that they don't have a match match. I kind of just want Paul White to knock seven, him out. Seven minutes would be nice. Seven, seven minutes tops. Yeah, <laughs> one one spot where QT hits him with a chop block and tries to work him over. Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, I, I would love. My fancy booking idea is QT has, as it's to pay for you, a huge, elaborate Cody-style entrance. <laughs> yeah. and, and then Big Show beats him with one Yeah, play. yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. We've got uh, John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. Uh, that would be good. Oh, they yeah. did a little, did the little show a little pull-apart they did on... Oh, on I loved it. Rampage. I loved it. It was, oh, so, it was shit. so shit. <laughs> it was so shit, but it was so good. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think that's kind of an easy night at the office for, for Moxley, you know, they'll go in there, Kojima will do the chops, he'll be, he'll be over because people respect him, they don't have to, like, do a match match, but it'll still be fun, you know, for what it is, um, I think, and, and Moxley's promos have been great for all of this stuff, um, yeah, very good. I still feel like they're slow teasing the, the Tanahashi match, whether or not we get that in AEW or it's a New Japan thing, we'll have to see. And Just on a quick tangent for New Japan, do you see the G1 blocks? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah big, big old thumbs down. And can't wait for that old... Chase Owens uh, Tangaloa match. Yeah, well, I can't wait to see what the three main events will be for Wrestle Kingdom um, next year. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm all out on New Japan, sir. Um, Anyway, back to this card here. The Casino Battle Royale will be on the main show. It's basically the entire women's roster, more or less. uh, I'm surprised that they had 20 women to put in the roster or in in the Uh, Battle Royale. You know, they've they've got a they've got a decent amount of numbers. They have a bigger roster than you might think. Than you might think, yeah. And like looking at this graphic here, I mean, you know, like decent decent enough. You got uh, Nyla Rose, Sheeta, Jade, Red Velvet, Diamante. Uh, Layla Hirsch, Big Swole. You know, uh, Julia Hart was going to be in it. They took her out with an angle at some stage there, a couple of days, uh, today or yesterday. Uh, Sky Blue had a dark match. Uh, Rampage, it was so good that they added her to this, apparently. I didn't see it because it was a dark match. I wasn't there. I'm not in Chicago. Um, and, of course, you'll have the Joker in this match, which a lot of people are guessing will be Ruby Soho. I guess we'll see. Um, that would be a very nice addition for them. So, yeah. Uh, CM Punk versus Darby Allen we talked about I think there's a couple of interesting directions they could go in I am confident that they will have a good match I think Punk's going to go in there and I'm confident it's not going to look too dissimilar to what he looked like before he left do you reckon he's going to wear the little tights or will he he have a a different in-ring look I think he's going to have his look he's going to do his his thing do you know what I would would pop for even if it's just like an entrance attire kind of deal the old Ring of Honor shorts. <laughs> well, I mean, off. you know, he's done. He's an MMA superstar. You know, he is. Ah, but they weren't um, MMA shorts. They were like basketball shorts. They were basketball shorts. Yeah, they were Jack they were Evans shorts, shorts. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to him changing up his look, but I think if you're him and he's because he's been kind of on the record about you know he wants to look good, he wants to look like a pro wrestler, he wants to be see a book, he doesn't want to come out. 
he probably don't want to wear something that needs to go. Oh, is that because? Oh, is it? Oh, is he hiding? Oh, little chicken legs, little chicken legs under there. Um, comes out in a wetsuit. <laughs> he comes out in the dragon dragon outfit. <laughs> CP monk. Um, yeah, I, that, I'm, I'm confident that'll be good. And plus, I mean, I, I, it's a regular match. But uh, like Darby, they can do shortcuts and he can just fucking fall off something and it'll, it'll have the hottest crowd as well. It'll have the hottest crowd, yeah. I wouldn't be I would, so. Meltzer is saying that the title match is closing. I wouldn't be opposed to the Punk match opening. Um, I feel like it's a nightmare to put that in the middle of the show and kill the entire second half of the show. Yeah, but you also don't want the crowd to be completely spent after yeah. one match. Like whatever follows it up is 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 gonna be a bit of a. Maybe if you follow it up with the big show match. Uh, yeah, uh, that would probably be, that would probably be good. Um, we have got uh, Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Um, I suppose this is the other thing from Rampage I wanted to kind of talk about. I I, I think Britt's cool Brit. and all, but I, I'm just not into the whole thing of the cool mm. heel who everyone loves, but also she still cheats all the time, and the baby faces are just non-entities. Um, I don't like it. I, I actually, yeah, I'm kind of, this... after giving it a few weeks, I now don't like it. Yeah, I think we've discussed this before. I would just have her act the same way, but she like fights and feuds with heels. Yeah, I, I, I would I would like that, but also if there's one teeny thing about her I would change, I would leave the rebel interference out. I would leave all of that yeah, shit out. Yeah. Um that's that's the difference maker to me because that's when the crowd dies every time is when Rebel pulls the leg or like on this show you had the handicap match. It's like people don't you know they you don't have to make her a really cringy WWE white meat baby face, but mm. you know, split split the balance a bit better. Match should be all right. I like I like Chris Statlander a lot. Um, I think that'll be all right. Uh, Miro versus Eddie Kingston. We're all very hyped for that. Um, I think I think Kingston's style complements Miro really well. Um, yeah, but I think I think Miro's got, well, I think Miro's keeping his belt for this one. Yeah, um, we've got the final fight. Between MJF and Chris Jericho, um, obviously we've not been big fans of the old Jericho performances, but I thought his MJF match was okay, and MJF usually does well on pay per view. So I'm not dreading it. I think it'll be okay. But uh, mm-hmm. like like we've said before, I don't I don't buy into the uh, the stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm intrigued to see what they what they do with it. But um, yeah, other than that, it's. I feel like we should, we said this should have ended with the um, the last pay per view with the, the stadium stampede showdown, whatever it was called, uh, and this and still this this feud has gone on since then. There's a singles feud. Feels very past itself by date. But yeah, it's been going on this all is, year, hasn't it? Didn't yeah. the bit where they did the little sing song wasn't that in like February March? Yeah, yeah, war games as well. Yeah. So looking forward to this being over finally. Uh, we've got the tag team steel cage match for the titles: Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Yes, um, yeah, 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 that yeah, should yeah. be spectacular. I kind of feel like this type of thing you we would always say about WWE, and it would never come to fruition because it's just wishful thinking about the whole thing of keeping the interference out, and that's what the stipulation is. But they've been saying it on commentary so much: oh, equal footing, no Don Callis, none of that shit. Um, so with that in mind, I think either the I think the Lucha Brothers have to win this. I think I don't feel like it's the right time for the Young Bucks to lose, but I feel like 
I feel like that's, I think if the Young Bucks just beat them clean in the cage with no interference, I think that kills the Lucha Brothers. I think that kills them. Mm. Um, what, are you, what are you thinking about this one for a result? I could see the title changing hands. I could. But then I don't, it, it feels weird. The Bucks, I don't know. It feels like they haven't kind of completed whatever journey they're on with the titles, really. Like, I'm not sure, quite sure what that journey is. Um, but I can still see it changing hands just to kind of freshen things up a bit, or as you say, not to kind of bury uh, the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, it seemed like their journey was with the Jurassic Express as well. This Lucha Brothers thing has kind of come out of nowhere. That was, yeah, that was my other big reservation was, okay, because, so, like, they announced the tournament right after the Jurassic Express lost due to bullshit. So yeah. I was like, oh, Jurassic Express, and it's, you know, working within the ranking systems. They beat people on the way up in a tournament. Uh, would that not make sense to, to, to put them in the cage and then they win? Unless it's just, like, you know, uh, they, like, Jungle Boy's like a long, long-term project, and they, they don't want to go there just yet. I, I don't know. I thought it was very odd they went with Lucha Brothers. Mm. Um, the match will be banging, though. It absolutely will, yeah. I just, I just don't want, I don't want a finish that involves the cold spray getting through the chain link. I don't want. Any oh, you're going to be very disappointed, Barry. You're going to uh, be very. No, disappointed. no. As much as I said it would kill, I would rather, I would rather the box just win clean if, if they're going to do that. I would rather they just win because I have no interest in seeing that. Um, and again, you're going to be very disappointed. But, but no, but I will say, AW benefit of the doubt. The volume to which the commentators were saying the cage keeps people out, I was like, listen. I'll give them. They 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 don't typically like to really welch in an annoying way on a stiff like that. Um, but we will see. You know, they they AEW has a pretty good record. I wouldn't say it's a spotless record. Um, so uh, people fucking ran into the barbed wire death match. So you never know. Um, yeah, no, I I I'm entirely certain that that will happen. Oh, it's gonna be that exact. I'm gonna be so annoyed. That I predicted it as well. Oh, it's gonna annoy the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> uh, and that then brings us to Christian challenging Kenneth Omega for the AEW World Championship. I have no reason to believe this will be anything less than a banger based on the TV match. Yeah, I really like TV match, and if this is a longer version of that, I'm all for it. Yeah. Should be a great match, uh, and I think Omega retains. Yeah, that's the only caveat is I think this is the maybe the match on the pay per view that has the most predictable finish, or at least win. yeah, absolutely yeah, and and that's even all credit to them because they got they in hindsight every week that goes by you're like the Christian winning the Impact title is a better and better and better decision uh, each week goes by because this match would have zero drama to it if he didn't I don't think. Mm. And knowing how Christian likes to do things when you watch, like, when he had 7 million matches with Randy Orton, they're definitely doing a near fall where the chair gets into the ring and he gets it and he does the the prettier again or something like that. Uh, that will, no matter how dry this match may feel as a main event, that will definitely get people going once he teases it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, that is the card. And we, we all imagine that Omega retains. But then I suppose the question is, do the... Do the uh, synth tones of the final countdown begin <laughs> uh, after Kenny Omega uh, raises that title above his head? That's the, that is the question of this pay per view. Oh, and then Adam Cole comes out. Baby! That would be fucking amazing if they did that. If they did that, because it would be a legitimate surprise, but it wouldn't be like Billy Gunn coming out. If they could do, if they could legitimately swerve you on Brian, but it was Adam Cole, I think the crowd would still love it. All right, here's my idea, right? Go final, on. Count, final countdown plays. Adam Cole comes out on Brian Danielson's shoulders. 
right? <laughs> and they're on the back of a horse being ridden by Adam Page. Oh, oh the lads. What a stable. The triple. And they run down and the horse kicks Omega or something. I don't know. I don't know where it goes after that. But... No, I think, um, I think there will be some, some kind of surprise involving one of those three people. That would be my prediction. Yeah, I suppose the Abba, I don't think we've mentioned this, but yeah, Adam Cole is a free agent currently, which is the uh, yeah. quite interesting. Um, but all the speculation points to this being the, the Brian Danielson show. So we'll see. Uh, we're recording the show just before that show goes live. So feel free <laughs> to listen to this on your podcast app and laugh at our bad predictions. Um, uh, and we'll be back next week to chat about it. As I said it there earlier in the show, uh, I'll see if I'm here. <laughs> uh, we might do a Monday show. We'll we'll just see. We'll we'll I'll try and be here for the for the all out review because I feel like one way or the other it is going to be newsworthy. I think. I think it'd be a great show. I I, I actually haven't ordered it yet. I need to. Uh, I need to order. Oh, were you were you both waiting for that DM to come in that you won one of the million fight giveaways? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, oh, I I, well, I I've been a very good boy. I'm going to continue my streak of ordering all the pay per views. Yeah, I've ordered. Yeah, I think all of them. Are we all staying up for it, or what's the plan? Yes. No. If, the only thing that would make this pay per view better if it, live. if it was on a Saturday. Um, so I'll probably watch it. Get up early and watch it. Yeah. Tony, come on now, mate. Come on. Oh, we talked about this. Yeah. We're, we're going to be. We do it live. I'm going to be staying up watching it live. Um, let me give you a little rundown of what you can expect. Uh, 1.5 liter of Coca Cola. Classic. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, one of those big old dairy milk orange bars. Ooh. Lovely, yes. Uh, I have some uh, Mighty Munch Crisps. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. Um, no, don't have them in the UK. They're an Irish speciality. They're like Monster Munch, I suppose you'd say. Um, what else do I have? Ooh. Um, oh, some fruit pastilles. Classic. Ooh. Um, and then I'll, I'll have a loop the loop as well. I wanted ice cream. Oh my goodness! Mm. Um, well, I'm echoing the 1.5 Coke. Yeah. We've got a uh, cinema, a leftover cinema bag of Maltesers from last night. Very nice. A uh, share bag of uh, Milky Way buttons. Uh, some drumstick squashies. I didn't have any in Tesco when I went. Oh, mate. they are a mainstay of the goodies. They are. You got to have them for any kind of treat-based occasion. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you, you were talking about mainstay: salt and vinegar Pringles. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course and Manhattan popped corn yeah. um, do you want to a short rundown of my brother's treats oh go absolutely yeah beer oh legend <laughs> I, I mean I, I, I'll be honest I, I may be honest I, I, I may uh, I do have work tomorrow I've, so I've worked tomorrow but I took a half day so I can have a sleep in yeah. Um, may may uh, a little bit of whiskey in the coke just to <laughs> just to make it a bit spicy of a Sunday. Um, I I'm off for two weeks. After. Oh, I'm off for the next two weeks, so I have two weeks to recover from it. So I'll be fine. Jamie, all that whiskey. Yeah, I'm back to work on the twentieth of September. Hell. Lovely. Yeah. Actually, just reminded me that I should put my fucking alarm on. Not for half seven in the morning. Thank you. Don't do that. <laughs> I'll be very grouchy. Okay. Uh, with all that said, uh, we'll be back next week uh, for your all-out review and yeah. various other updates about you know the game to play and probably more twelve uh, minutes talk, maybe some Shang Chi chat. Yeah. And, I'll be uh, streaming loads in the week. Twitch.tv slash Paul Griffin CSP. Come and say hello at some point if you want. Do indeed say hi to Paul. Follow Paul Griffin CSP on Twitter for his updates about his Twitch. Um, That's where it happens. 
that's where it happens. Uh, do enjoy that. And uh, yeah, next week I'll be back. I'll have my first international trip to talk about since this all happened. And uh, yeah, very excited about that. So with all that said, folks, thank you so much for listening. Another bumper edition here. Another busy edition of CSP. Thank you for sticking with us. And uh, it's farewell from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. And it's goodbye, Mr. Paul Griffin. Goodbye.